0: in blue
1: your boy should choose
2: you See? See? Oh. It's filthy as hell. That is bona
3: fide badass.
2: Hit it, Listen up, ass.
4: God. God. Ass. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Call 775 357 fans or 775 376 ezez
2: Dude, why is bacon called bacon and cookies called cookies if you cook bacon and bake cookies? Do cloves in China just say made down the road? If you're invisible and you close your eyes, Can you see through your eyelids? A fire truck is actually a water truck. When a pregnant woman goes swimming, she becomes a human submarine. Uh Aha! Good
5: Friday morning, Ass Family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show. I hope that you are having a good Friday. I mean, it's Friday, how can it not be good? It's Friday. You have made it to the pinnacle of the week. That coworker that you can't stand, all you have is a few more hours with them. And then audios for two whole days. And then, granted, on Monday you got to come back to work and hear about how fucking lame their weekend was. How they made potato salad for the 58th time. And they go through every boring detail of the potato salad. Well, first, I was cutting the dill pickles. I was boiling the potatoes, and don't you know, I boiled them a little too long. Oh, there's nothing worse than mushy potato salad. You got to listen to that in the break room all week long. Oh, you know, uh, this weekend, I'm going to I'm gonna retry my hand of that potato salad. Uh, I think I learned my lesson. Fuck, shut up. And by the way, everybody who's ever worked in an office, y'all all know what I'm fucking talking about right now. Y'all all know that I'm right about that. One asshole in there, oh, yeah, I was here on oh, my weekend, oh, yeah. And it's the most mundane, useless shit that anybody will ever talk about. Well, yeah, you now I was at the home this weekend watching the paint dry. Because there are fucking people that would do that. I mean, for the love of fucking Christmas and New Year's and and St. Patrick's Day. Shut up. I'm actually in a great mood this morning. Two stories have have landed in my lap this morning that we're going to start the show off with. And they're so delicious. And I can be so judgmental, which is one of my favorite. And, and, And I have to say one of my best traits, my judgmentalism. Oh, I'm a judgy fucker. But before we get to that, we got we we gotta say some good mornings. And first one here today. You fucking whoa. Fuck there, there he is. is. Go home, get my dinner ready. Christopher in the house, early. First one here. Says, you know, ass Sam, I went to the red carpet premiere, star-studded Gala for the Expendables four last night. I just realized who the real MVP of the show was. Megan Fox. She spends every second of that movie with about 68 pounds of makeup on. Boy, that's got to be murder on your neck and back. And really frowned upon in the uh, in the mercenary field, probably. Uh, anyway, review's up on social media page. I forgot to put my name on it, but you know who butters your movie toast. Remember to leave an eggplant emoji and a like. Yes, the, the, the review is... I, I didn't read it, because I'm going to see it today. Because I love the Expendables movies. Expendables 1 and 2, two of the most fucking awesome fucking action movies of all time part three it's like the godfather three okay i'm i'm, I'm giving a lot of hope but but when i saw christopher rated a, a six out of ten oh my 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 uh, the, i got a little side kick there a little kick to the side oh that's not good it's rated r am i gonna get to see some megan fox nipple is there a Megan Fox nipple in this movie at all? Uh, d- d- does anybody Christopher you would you would probably know? And if there is no Megan Fox nipple in this movie, then why is she in it? Megan Fox is a terrible actress. Oh, I know it's The Expendables, but you can still get decent people to be in it for God's sakes. Mad Hatter? Shitter was full. Good morning to you, my friend, Jesse Jamie. Uh-oh. Another half of 4t5printing.com, good morning to you, looking forward to my, my bag of swag that's coming, can't wait, looking forward to it, if you need cool shit, let, let, me, let me just tell you, let me, let me just tell you real quick, if you need cool shit, like the shit I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a fabulous Freebirds t-shirt that they did for me at 4t5printing.com, I, I, I'm going out today, I'm wearing, I got some new shorts yesterday, Woo, got me some polo shorts, yeah. Gonna wear those out, go to the movies today, look kind of fly for all the young kids. You want to look fly like me? 45printing.com. That's all you gotta do. Go right there. Hockey player says, happy Friday, ass family. I didn't realize that the puck drops on Sunday. Stars play Sunday night. I got Rangers starting against the Mariners tonight. Go Rangers. I got Longhorns beating the shit out of Baylor tomorrow. And then I, I know that we said we we're going to only save this for really important people. Well, it's an important person. Part of the Dallas defense, a big part of the Dallas defense, went down yesterday in practice. Trayvon Diggs, probably the best cornerback in the league. Probably the best cornerback since Dion, at least for the Cowboys. Tore his ACL yesterday and is out for the rest of the season. Now, 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 I, I'm not giving up on the season yet because the defense is fantastic. If anything happens to number 11, Mika Parsons, I will throw in the towel. Mika Parsons is this generation's, I'm going to say it, Lawrence Taylor. I said it. Blah. Can't take it back. Oh, I got that news yesterday. That just bummed me the fuck out. Crap on a cracker.
4: <sighs> oh my
6: lucky stars!
5: There she is, the one, uh, the only, Bratty Kid. Uh. Poop
3: poop mouth. I don't have no. Poop out of your mouth.
5: Don't stop that. You've got a worse mouth than I do, for God's sake. Hey, hey, Ron says happy Friday. Well, happy Friday to you too, my friend. I hope that you are doing well. Stink Fist says, Morning ass family. Niners are 3 0. Sorry to hear about Trayvon Diggs, Arnie. Never like to see a season ending injury. No, no, no. I, I don't like that either. And I, I, I congratulations to the Niners fans out there. Uh, I had no interest in watching the game last night, and I didn't because I knew that you were going to beat the shit out of the Giants because the Giants are terrible and you guys are good. I do have to say, though, uh, 12 points. And you only scored 30? Hmm. Very interesting, as Dr. Freud would say. Uh, but, yeah, so Niners 3-0, good start to the season so far for them. Uh, see if they can keep it up. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my right time cow. Scott, good morning to you, my friends. Says good morning, Arnie and Ass family. Please be a fart.
2: Please be a fart. At a fart. I should be fine if I don't push too hard. But Darren says, good morning,
5: ass family. Can't think of a better way to start us into the weekend. Like a pink nightmare. Ralphie says, good morning, ass family. It's going to be a great day since I'm starting it off with you. Well, thank you so much. It's very nice of you to
2: say. You're talking to the Rolex. we are <laughs> Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down.
5: Warbird, good morning to you, my friend. He says, good morning. Thank God. It's Friday 3-0, baby. Niners. You know who else is going to be 3-0 this weekend? The Longhorns. I'm not going to do it. I I, I could do it because I owe him so much because Warbird is a fantastic shit talker no matter how good a friend you are. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to remind him that Texas beat Alabama at Alabama this year. I'm not going to do it. That would not be right of me to do something like that, because I, I love him like a brother. Safe like repair, safe like replace. Safety guys, says, morning, uh, ass Family, and happy Friday. We'll write back to you. Oh,
1: I
2: love trash.
5: Morning, Ask Family. This is Trash Panda. We're short Trash Pandas again, so it's going to be a great day. All right. The stars at night
1: are big and bright.
5: Keeping the heart of oh, the of is Arnie. Thank you for today's ass. Also, that old morning show really sucks dog balls. Hi, Trash Panda. And Warbird is here. It's an all-star cast. You know, College Station, you've been quite, kind of quiet about college football this year. Hmm. Kind of like all the Aggie fans out there. Very, very, as Dr. Freud would say, very interesting. Very interesting indeed.
3: I'm Chuck. He's something, isn't
5: he? Darn right, Keyless Chuck is something. He says, good morning and happy Friday, ass family. Today will be a great day because I'm starting it here. You're goddamn right it will be. As you educate those young minds... I hope some of me seeps in there sometimes. Jesus.
2: Why can't car seats fit in the back of a Mustang? I don't know, Fred. men can't have kids with other men. That
5: is very true. Fred, good morning to you. says, good morning. Happy Friday, y'all. Sanchez family. Free at last. Free at last. Thanks God
4: almighty. We are free at last.
5: Uh, college, I tried to listen to that show this morning before I asked. I was absolutely terrible. Listening to nails on a chalkboard would have been better. I gave it a couple minutes before turning it off. Thank God we have ass. Amen. I
4: took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took
3: a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and
4: creativity. The least he can do is when I
5: poop. me. Alicia, good morning to you. Hopefully you took a nice big dump at work today. Uh, Gold! You talking? No, that's not it. No! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Morning asses, long night. Make it a short day, Arnie. Yeah, man, I heard about that. Fucked up, man. Yeah, it sucks about Trayvon Diggs. That really does suck. Oh, Buenos dias, amigo! Wow! Ah, I hope you, oh, Ogre, oh, you are going to so love the first story that we do today. I I, I promise you. I, I pro- Everybody's going to love it. Even whitewashed.
0: White-liden.
5: This morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, seriously, Warbirds is seriously bummed about that injury for you. Meek is unreal. We could have had drafted him, but we took a uh, bus tray. Well, I'm so glad that you got, if you got it. it, it I'm just gonna tell you right now, if the Niners were able to have gotten Mika Parsons, they would be undefeated. We would not talk about the Dolphins anymore. And it it kills me to say that. Cause their defense would never score, let a point score. Good lord. Nothing to brag about. Thursday night games, Arnie. They bring out the worst in teams, still rolling 30. Yeah. I mean, hey, you won. You won big and you should have. Um did the Longhorns reach 3-0 because they beat Alabama <laughs> Hook'em Horns? I say woo every time I walk up, song comes. Well, good, 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 good. Uh, Gold says, wait, that other show's back on the air? Who'd have known? Horrible now. Uh, I find myself speaking some Arnie, also some Mikey at work, spitting the truth. Damn right you are. Damn right you are. Get those young minds straight again. You know, Keyless Chuck, it's interesting that, uh, that we have you on the show right now. You're you're a minder of of minds, I should say, as a teacher. When did the teaching profession become so political? I've asked that question for a long time now because I remember growing up, we didn't have political teachers. But I'll, I'll let you sit on that because we gotta say hello to our saints on the show, besides me. Timmy and Nicole, top of a mornin' to ya? Ah, uh, damn, damn, damn. First day of needing to defrost my windows. Happy Friday, fuckers. Indeed. Imagine Bosa on one side, Parsons on the other. No quarterback would be safe. No one in the world would be safe. Oski. Ski. the size of a Tic Tac. That's why you love ball so good. Uh, says, good morning, ass family. I'm back for the day. Well, good. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. Cowboys girl says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. All right, let, let's just start this out. This, this, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Ever in my entire life, and I'm going to play it for you, and I, I'm I, and then I'm going to explain why it's so amazing.
0: This is your season. Well, not this. With-
5: this is not amazing. Aspen Dental. I don't know anything about Aspen Dental. Uh, let's see. Music mogul's daughter criticizes Gavin Newsom for California policies. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Congratulations,
0: the night awardees, inclusive sister Norma.
5: This is Joe Biden speaking at a congressional caucus. Oh, crap. It went away. It went away. It wasn't supposed to go away. I, I watched the ad. Don't make me watch that ad again. Says, God says, damn it. Smile. With Aspen, and Aspen fucking event. dental, you cocks.
3: Years You're not
5: paying me any money. So we're just going to mute you, Aspen Dental. Hold on a second here. I'll get to it. Here we go. I I will not touch anything. Oh shit. Except the
0: sister Norma. Sister, I don't know where you are, but uh, bless me father, but I have not sinned so far tonight. I want you to know. Look, you're known as the mother Teresa of Texas. And sister, uh, I know sister Norma lives the lessons She's nuns taught me growing up. Lessons based on the gospel of Matthew. Feed the hungry, care for the sick. Welcome strangers. They echo what my dad taught me. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Just think of the work we've done together on civil rights, labor rights, health care, education. Now, you're probably
5: asking yourself, Arnie, what's so wrong with that? Well, did you hear the last part there? where he, he addressed the Congressional Black Caucus. If I was making this up, I would be on strike in Hollywood right now. So he said, he talked about the Congressional Black Caucus, who, who they've done all sorts of work with civil rights together. He was speaking in front of the Congressional... Hispanic
4: caucus,
5: (laughs) Democrats, Joe Biden may have cost you the urban vote. Oh, man. Oh, he made the mishap at a Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute's 46th Annual Gala as he celebrated the Galey Award with Sister Norma Pimento, a director of the Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley. Oh, Uh, not trying to show Biz Yarny, uh, if you're going to touch on it. What is your thoughts on Biden and his executive orders making illegals here legal? I have not seen that yet. I will look it up and I will give you my thoughts. My thoughts are that he can't do that. But see, I'm one of those people that, that makes fun of those people that, of what I just yelled at. He can't do that. He's doing it, though. Just like his executive order of forgiving all student loans. We saw where that ended up. He's trying to bog up the courts to keep his fucking nefarious family out of it. I will look that up, though, here in just a second. Here, let me read some stuff. Black, Hispanic, what's the difference to Joe? They're all coloreds to him. El Corn Papa was an hombre (laughs) mallow. Man, they're all various shades of the same difference. By the way, Chuck answered me earlier. He said, as goes California, so goes the rest of the world. California is definitely the source where the pushing of politics has been allowed in the classroom for way too long. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you answering the question, even though you kind of didn't answer the question. Like, when did it start and why did it start? But that's okay. Hey, 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 I ask a lot. Uh, Maybe he was telling the Hispanics to get their shit together like the blacks. Someone needs to keep cameras on his handlers when he speaks. Well, it, it, this was like the second time in a couple days that he fucked up, because he he did this like two days ago. Oh, do I not have the audio of this? That would be that's terrible. Oh, let's see what they have to say here. Oh, I'm ready.
0: Businesses work best.
5: And they put people oh, first. Oh, Christ, who gives this shit? Your
3: dedicated CentOS service, uh, Nobody
5: cares about CentOS either. Uh, let's see. After pretty touting his economic record, POTUS reflected on his decision to seek presidency. Uh, so did you get taught politics in the classroom? You get taught the teacher's politics, yep.
0: Stupid Dick says, I'm a... Oh, wait, on, here we go. Here, here's Idiot. I know I don't look that old, I know. I'm a little under 103. But all kidding aside, a lot of you are tired. you are tired. I I, I get it. Try being 110 and doing it again. All kidding aside, a lot of people are frustrated. Now, as some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They'd tell me there's a storm coming in. Is that right? Is is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lying pony soldier. All right? God save the queen, man. All right, here to react, Fox. What the fuck is wrong with him?
5: This is our representation. This is the leader of our country.
1: It's T-shirt time? It, well, time. It, it is t-shirt now. T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 12
5: Stupid dick, good morning. It's T-shirt time.
4: T-shirt ads. time.
5: It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. Rhino, good morning to you, my friend. I hope that you are doing well today. Fuck Joe Biden times 100. World news now. Texas will be fucked if he does. Migrant surge emergency administration sending hundreds of additional military personnel to the southern border uh, this morning governor wheels or Governor Abbott I like to call him wheels uh, Governor Abbott is, uh, is is has declared uh, an invasion of the Mexican cartels now I don't know what that means last week the federal government, Uh, sent forces down to the southern border to cut the razor wire. Well, uh, two days ago, Governor Will said, Hey, boys, National Guard, let's go. Let's put that razor wire back on up. They're counting. Are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? They're counting 2,200 illegal aliens crossing an hour. An hour, 2,200 illegal aliens. An hour from midnight to six, 10,000 illegal aliens crossed the border at the southernmost point. And we have these cities like New York, we have LA, we have Philadelphia. Yeah, we have a migrant problem. We have a migrant problem. You have a migrant problem, mother. Fucker, please. You want to talk migrant problem, let's talk migrant problem, shall we? Let's talk about um, the crime rates in these cities where they're coming over. 900% increase in crime. 900%. I don't know what it means when the governor of Texas declares an invasion. I, I don't know if that means that we can finally use the lethal force we need to to send them away. I do have to add because I keep seeing these stories that, oh, Joe Biden's up six and a half points in every election poll. Are you fucking kidding me? Look! 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 Let's not make this about Donald Trump. Let's not make this about any Republican. Let's let let's stick on the current guy who's quote unquote in charge. The guy who just addressed the National Hispanic Caucus as the National Black Caucus. And once again, we'll play the game, shall we? Could you imagine if Donald Trump had done that? Oh, we're going to play that game, too, again, when we talk about Captain Crybaby now, John Fetterman. Oh, I'm just going to tell you right now, the gloves are motherfucking off now. That big, giant fucking retard has crossed the fucking line. And I will play what he did to show you. Could you be uh, such an ignorant fucking thinking Biden was doing a better opinion versus... (laughs) I just want to know how people think that Joe Biden is doing a a, a competent job right now. It doesn't matter your hatred for Trump, your your, your whatever. I, I I don't care. I I don't care who is running against him. How can anybody say that the last four years have been productive and good for America? all-time high inflation all-time high illegal aliens crossing the border. there's a war going on in, 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 in the Ukraine but we're doing better with Joe Biden Chuck says but 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 Arnie these poor people are not the problem they're just looking for a safe place to live for their family they aren't the cause of these violence and crime yeah, well they are the main causes of I understand what you're saying Chuck they are the cause of the violence and crime because they're the ones who are doing it. See, in those little sleepy border towns, most of them people keep to themselves cuz a lot of them are illegal and they keep quiet. Now see, when not when 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 crime goes up 900%, let's let's say there was no crime on Monday and then the next Monday there's nine murders that happen, that's the increase I'm talking about. yesterday's tank uh, stock market tank thanks Biden. All those people hate America so they don't care. But the guy is clearly and clearly incompetent. He's clearly incoherent. His family is clearly guilty of treason, Racketeering, RICO charge, you name it, they're guilty of it. Yet, we go after a guy for paperwork. We go after him because he, he said something about some gal's tits once. Right, that's the other case in New York. Or, or he's cheating on his wife, payoff money, that's what it was. You you you're going after him? We we got hard standing shit here. We've actually got bribes from other countries coming here, but we want to we want to focus on the paperwork because that's that's bad. And by the way, this is all happening to a man, Donald Trump, who we heard for three fucking years. Three years. This is the part that I hate. See, I don't like people that that can't take it. But they can sure dish it the fuck out. I don't like that at all. Okay? That right there, when you can't take it, if you start dishing out hard on me, then I'm going to fucking play back if we're friends. I'm going to play back hard. And if you don't like it, well, then you shouldn't have dished it out. And that's exactly what's happening here. Exactly what's happening here. We heard for three years Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. Oh, they affected the, and it was all a plot for the Democratic National Committee. Yet none of those people are in jail for it. But if we say the 2020 election was 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 not on the up and up, we're we're considered dangerous. We're considered uh, crazy. They sent the the Homeland Security to people's homes when they questioned the election. Publicly. Well, that sounds like America, doesn't it? What fucking world do we live in right now where we're allowing this? We're allowing, let, let's take it a little even step further. We're allowing people to shoot up illegal narcotics on the streets in downtown areas in front of children. And I don't give a fuck about children. I just throw that line in there for all the pussies out there that want to hear something about the children. Because children got to grow up, so I, I, I'm okay with. It. I don't, I, I'm not okay with it, but uh, t- fuck them. We're okay with this now. We're okay with people defecating in the streets. We're okay with that. I don't live in some fucking hut valley on the Nile where I got to fucking wrestle an alligator and maybe possibly DDT a kangaroo? I don't know how a kangaroo got there on the Nile. Do you think I'm asking that question if I'm on the Nile and I've just killed a crocodile and a kangaroo comes out? Do you, do you think I'm going to look at this kangaroo and go, where'd you come from? You're not native here. He's going to say, "Crikey's mate, I don't know, and then kangaroo kicked me to death. I'm not going to ask that question, though. Maid, you know what? I am so sorry. I saw you earlier, and the, the thing was going fast.
4: Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? How's it going?
2: Domo arigato! Around here, we speak American, okay, bud?
5: Ah, uh, it says, fuck those kids. Uh, Stupid Dick says, this is no accident. What did fuck everybody expect? Uh, when it happened when the Dems uh, cheat and install dementia patient. The only thing keeping America from complete complex is our fucking guns and Donald Trump. Uh, They open the borders, send billions to Ukraine just to lose teachers pushing transgender on four-year-olds, no bail, and on and on and on and on. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's making me sick. Chuck says, okay, I just saw something come up on my news feed that New Jersey Senator Bob Melendez 69 giggity uh democrat and his wife are indicted on charges of bribery this is the second time they've been charged with unrelated criminal actions and he's facing re-election next year guess you can be indicted and still be in office as long as you're blue isn't that amazing isn't it amazing what we're allowing to happen Menendez, I'm sorry, did I say Melendez. After the (laughs) DDT's a kangaroo, he puts a dingo in the figure four. That dingo's not going to be there, Scott. Come on, I'm on the Nile. I mean, oh, hell yeah, Stupid Dick's headed to the post office. Swag bag. Can't wait, 4t5printing.com. Fuck you, autocorrect. Uh, I, I'm i not going to say that we need to stand up and rise up and, and go to the streets right now because I don't want to be charged with any kind of crime of inciting a riot because they can still get me on that. The hat looks bad as fuck. Kick-ass. Um, but really... I, yeah. Here's, okay. What will it take to get Americans to finally stand up? And I'm not talking violently standing up, but going into the streets to protest, saying this is bullshit, this is horse shit. What's it finally going to take? We know that no and, and this you know, here's a surprising thing. Um especially with the internet journalists <laughs> like any of them exist anymore. Journalists used to always look for something that would rattle the tree. It seems, though, now all journalists look at is how they condemn one side and protect another side. Where are those journalists who are willing to say, oh, I'm going to look at this a different way? Where are those journalists? Well, oh, God damn it. What, what, what's the book? It, it's, a, it's a George Orwell book, I believe, called Animal Farm. And they, ugh, fuck, Ogre, I'm going to need your help. Animal Farm is, they, they expose like, uh, uh, it, and it was like two writers that expose, or am I thinking of a Happy Days episode, where they exposed tainted meat and tainted stuff like that, and it became a huge story, but nobody, everybody knew about it, but nobody said anything about it. Is that Animal Farm? Did I get that right? James O'Keefe is awesome. Um, I see a lot of podcasts, um, on TikTok, and that, that's mainly who I follow are podcasters and and things like that to see what they're doing. Is a parable about communism, so it's the same thing. Soil and green, soil and green—that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, they've been canceled or labeled conspiracy theorists. Well, see, and that's the whole thing. See, I don't know if any of y'all have ever watched uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." See, I hate the city of Philadelphia so much, even though I watched the Kelsey uh, documentary. Good documentary on Prime. Uh, about uh, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, and how much I hate the city of Philadelphia. Did I mention that? I really hate the Eagles. The Eagles are, 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 are fucking scum. Animal Farm is about communism and absolute control. Four legs good, two legs bad. Okay, Soylent Green. Uh, they fucking fact-checked the Babylon Bee. You fact check that somebody fact check the Babylon Bee. Good God! But when are we going to get that reporter? When are we going to get that person who goes out there and reports it and shows us the facts? The problem, Arnie, is that more than half of this country actually wants socialism, dictatorship, and they want the government to solve all their problems. They don't want to think they have no value in liberty and freedom. And you know what's so sad about that, Christopher, is that they think they want that. And then when that's handed to them. They're going to go, what the fuck did we do? What did we do? And I got to say, I hope we never get that far, because if we get to the what did we do segment, it's over. It's done. We're finished. Russell Brand was actually doing that. Oh, I'm Russell Brand. Hello. I'm exposing the truth. Reporters showing the facts will be silenced so quickly, support independent creators like the Arnie State Show. But see, no, no, see, Keyless Chuck, this is where these people have to go out. They have to come to places like this. Oh, if I had people that were reporting stuff and had actual documentation and proof of the conspiracies and all that kind of stuff, absolutely I would have them on this show. Getting back to it's always sunny in Philadelphia before I went on my hatred rant. There's an interesting thing uh, that happens uh, between the guys, and they're arguing science. And and, and, And I'm not here to say science is bogus. I'm not here to say science is bullshit. But it's an amazing thing to watch because all these scientists at one time in their life, they were the smartest people on the planet. Then they were proven wrong. So what you're telling me now is the people that of today's are so smart that, that we're not gonna prove them wrong? These people of today are smarter than the Magellans. They the the, the, the the all all these people the, the Aristotles, the Plato's You're telling me that today's scientist, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is smarter than Aristotle. And those guys are wrong. I'm just saying, this way you got to keep an open mind. I don't care. Look, look, look. I reached a, a point in my life a few years ago where I have... I've come to the conclusion that and I'm not going anywhere. I don't I'm not planning on going anywhere. I'm sadly I'm in good health. But I've lived a great life. I and, and and if my if my button gets pushed or my number is called, it will be sad. You you guys won't have this anymore. I'm gonna be okay with it. That means y'all need to be okay with it. I'm okay with it because I had a great life. I lived my life. These people that vote for Joe Biden, they don't live their lives. If I can give any kind of hope or message out there is enjoy your life. Live it. Uh, It all sounds like your uh, side's domination is a good idea until it happens. The next generation of control is full effect and you're not in Embedded deeply enough to for group groupthink, that is when you go, what happened? That isn't what we fought for. This is exactly what happened to the followers of uh, Chairman Mao, who were upended by the Cultural Revolution in China. Look how they've progressed since, yeah. It, it, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? The old phrase that we all laugh at, oh, if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it, oh, especially in the eighth grade. <laughs> it's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. We're letting it happen. You need to train Roscoe, to the in- Roscoe the intern, to take over the kingdom. Oof. Believe me, believe me. There, there, there will be there will be drops of Arnie all over his brain. Face it, guys. We're out- not. We're not. Christopher. 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 I know that you love this self. Self battering and this uh, we are not outnumbered. Here's the problem. We're outnumbered just because of the voices. The number of Americans that want to keep their freedom and keep keep living their lives way outnumbers everything else. But see, here's the problem. Those people are like you, Christopher. They're like v They're like Ogre. They're like they're like Jesse and, and, and Rhino at 4T5 Printing. They don't have a lot of time to participate in all these rallies and things because they're working. They're keeping America going. You don't have time, Christopher, to go out with a picket sign and picket your local moronic politician. Do you know why? Because you have responsibilities, and you live up to your responsibilities. You have a wife you have to take care of. You have a a, a motorcycle to pay for. You have a house to pay for. You don't have time to go do that, and you don't want to fucking take a handout from the federal government. And I promise you, there are more Americans that are like you that don't want that, that want to keep their freedom... They can't say anything because they're too busy. They're too busy with their responsibilities. Believe me, in 2016, I'm going to tell the fucking story again. In 2016, when Donald Trump was elected, I watched coverage until 3 o'clock in the morning, and my dad called me. I said, boy, did you see that? He goes, don't tell Beverly, but I voted for it. I said, I figured you did. And then they'll lock you up. No, no. See, here's the thing, stupid dick. They won't because there'll be too many. There'll be too many. When, when the clear thinkers of the world, and I'm not going to say the right, When I look, there are plenty of people, look, we always categorize Republicans and Demo- Democrats. are bad. Democrats, there are plenty of good Democratic people. Okay? There are plenty of good ones that want to do what's right for America. They just have different ideas than you do. And that doesn't make them bad. In your opinion, it makes them wrong. Somewhat, they are. But they they there are Democrats that handle their responsibilities. The Handout Society is is outnumbered by the hard working Americans. Do you want to know why how I know that? Is because we're able to pay for the handout society. If we all become the handout society, we're not going to be able to afford that. Don't back them into a corner, though. Justice will be swift. I did, too. I only went to bed when they said that it was paused. Well, no, I'm talking about 2016. 2016, when Donald Trump won, I went to work the next day, and there was a girl at work who called in sick because she was so upset that Donald Trump won. I said on the air she should be fired, and I was reprimanded for it. Even though there are plenty of people outside of Trump Tower, instead of working on a Wednesday... They're out there screaming, not my president. Of course he's not your president yet. It's not January 20th, stupids. Fuck. But I remember seeing all those people in the street. and And my first thought was, how did they get the day off of work? Why aren't you at work? You know it. I say it all the time. Nobody likes going to work. I went to work that day. I bet you a bunch of y'all went to work that next day. Why? Because that's what we do. Both Dems and Republicans, I'm an American Trumplican, 100%. Jasmine says, happy Friday, ass family. Oh, Chasman Hey!
7: Enrico Palazzo!
5: Yeah. It says, Happy Friday, ass family. Uh, got to sleep in start late. Job is local today, so I'll catch up later. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Ogre says, want to know what I did after Obama won twice? Went to work. What did I do when Biden got elected? Worked. Yesterday, when we were studying the amendments, one of my students asked, wait, if I get pulled over speeding, the cops can't search my car unless I give them permission? Unless there's a, a, a reasonable uh, or cause. If they smell weed, they can. Still went to work when dipshit got elected. My old company, I worked for four, uh, for fired four people because of that, LOL. Good. And they should have been. Because cause let's just tell the truth. Wigwam time. Everybody, everybody sit down. Indian style. I, I need, I need, see, I, I want to say, I want to say stacker style, but th- that's the wrong Indian. See, I need a Native American. If, if y'all got any friends, or see, I, I need to feel the, the, the colors of Benetton on the show. And, and if any of y'all are black, y'all need to change your name to black something. That way I can count that in my numbers. Wigwam time again. Uh, feather, not dot. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about because I went on that tangent of that. The oh oh the, the president. The president is really kind of a figurehead. You know? The, the the president doesn't wield a whole lot of power. They can cancel power, and that gives them power. They are the ultimate buck stops here. But by themselves, oh, and and, and I said I was going to look this up. Hold on, I, I and I promise you that I am going to look this up, and and I'm going to go off on John Fetterman too. Look, this could be this could be a continuous flow of fucking of talking today because I do love to hear myself talk before anybody tries to use that against me um biden uh what executive order let's see uh news uh central banking agency uh digital assets Shutting congress from its crypto policy uh If anybody finds that story, please send it to me about the executive order to make illegal aliens uh, citizens right away.
4: Mm.
2: Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. I think of asses. Something comes out of me.
5: Big ass fan says, well, didn't make it 65 months. Back to zero again. All right, well, hey. Time to start the heavy lifting again, my friend. I get it. I'm not happy. It sucks that that happened, but hey, it happens. But the president has to work with Congress, and Congress has to work with the president, and then both those branches have to work with the Supreme Court. That's how our government works. It's a series of checks and balances. The problem is, is that these assholes have gotten so much money and so much power that they don't have to work with the other side ever. They don't ever have to work with the other side, and the other side doesn't have to work with them. But the problem is is that America needs both those sides to work together. So when those sides don't work together in the in the in the legislative branch, and they send some kind of shit bill to the president in the executive branch, and he vetoes it, it looks like he has a bunch of power. And then the Supreme Court goes, "Well, that's unconstitutional, so we're going to have to let that happen." A lot of people are on side here, big ass fan, uh, big ass fan. Baby steps, keep going. There's no other side. It's them against us, yeah. Checks and balance is good. President can veto bills. Congress can vote to pass any any way, and the Supreme Court can determine constitutionality. But Congress can change the Constitution. Awesome. They can change the Constitution unless it's unconstitutional, which the Supreme Court then will hear. But Arnie, you were born in America, so you are Native American. Feather, not dot, you fuzzy foreigner like me. I got to get back to my math and driving my car backwards holding my three inch dick. Hey, I, my family came here in, uh, in the 1890s from Ireland. By the way, I ain't got no white guilt. None whatsoever. We didn't have no slaves. The Irish were treated like shit. So, fuck all that white guilt shit. You want to start paying reparations, you better talk to some Irish folks. that had to change their names to get jobs.
4: <sighs>
5: all right. Now, I, I know I probably shouldn't do this, but... um. Well, when I've been pushed, well, I've been pushed. Uh, conventions of states can also change the Constitution. Goddamn right, I'm a McCann. My mom was a Gaffey. Many people do not know, but two-thirds of the states can add repeal constitutional amendments. Yeah, but you aren't going to get two-thirds of the states that agree with one another. That's the big issue right there. And it's just like changing any constitutional amendment. You need two-thirds vote. All right, John Fetterman addressing his um. Oh, he's addressing his problems. He was in front of Congress yesterday. And wait till you hear what this motherfucking pussy did. Oh, I look here. I I you thought I made fun of him before. I'm gonna make it uncomfortable. That's what I plan on doing. I plan on making it very uncomfortable to where you guys that are like, man, you, you really fucking, man, Arnie, draw the line. No, no, because you can't do this. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of this bullshit. You can't do it. Here you go.
8: It's been a very personal issue with me, and I'm going.
5: Oh, shit. The sound.
8: Fucking sound. This is my iPhone, and this is a transcription service. That allows me to fully participate in this meeting and conversations with my children and interacting with my my staff. You know, I had a stroke about 18 months ago.
5: So what you're telling me is that it's OK that we have a functioning retard on the United States Senate. Oh, OK. You
8: know, and I have lost my ability to fully process language. Well, then why are you serving in the United States government? And I like to think I was an empathetic person, truly. Like that time you chased
5: a black man down the street with a shotgun?
8: But until that happened, um, it I've raised to a whole different kind of level as, as well. Here we go. And... It's profound to know, though, that I never really considered that without this kind of technology, I couldn't watch television. And I can't imagine if I didn't have this kind of a bridge to allow me to con- to communicate with, with other people. By the way, you don't communicate with other people. The only person that you can communicate with
5: is Joe Biden. It's like when two babies are talking to one another.
8: Effectively. And... You know, because I live in a political environment, I was ridiculed and made fun of because I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things, things, so. I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing.
5: There's no
8: crying in politics. There is no... Oh, you, you, listen. I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things, things, so. I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing. You're running for public office. The poor people are going to be fucking
5: scrutinizing you. You big, dumb fucking retard.
8: You know, I was lucky that I was, I was uh, lucky to go through my life, the vast majority of that, without this kind of disability that I have. But, um, but again, I can't imagine, and how the the challenges, and I, and I admire, you know, everyone that has to kind of live with these kind of struggles and, and, And prevail over them and the the questions that I have is uh, is really more of a uh, an open-ended kind of question to everyone on the on the the panel you know you know how uh, can we become more empathetic more responsive and more effective senators to provide the kind of support and services that you anyone in these communities deserve uh, to Get competent people to fucking be in the Senate. That's how. Be a, a, sen- a, c- a citizen here in uh, our nation. Mr. Westbrook. To communicate with, with other people if, because I wasn't able to process things sometimes. Here we or say, think we go. So. I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing. Beat you know, I was lucky that. To...
5: This coming from a guy two days ago who was making fun of the Republicans for his dressing like a slob. By the way, let's play the stupid game, shall we? Two days ago on The View, those cackling cunts decided to stand up for John Fetterman and say, well, he just wants to be comfortable. He just wants to be comfortable while he's at work. Can you imagine? if Lauren Bobart showed up in a sports bra and a bikini because it's comfortable? Can you imagine if Donald Trump showed up to work with a T-shirt that had a big screaming eagle on it, red, white, and blue shorts, and a pair of flip-flops? Do you think that they would be like, well, at least he's comfortable? The answer is hell to the fucking no. And by the way, if Donald Trump would have suffered a fucking stroke before they elected him and and he needed an iPhone to communicate with people, do you think the left would have fucking laid down and said, well, he had a stroke? The answer is, fuck you. Oh, Jesse, Jamie. Oh, I love that. When exactly did words begin breaking bones? Well, I tell you what. When y'all go to y'all's fucking festivals, that's a T-shirt right there. That right there will sell a billion damn T-shirts. When exactly did words begin breaking bones? Let's all say it together. Something we all learned in fourth grade. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt them. Now it's sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will eviscerate me. Surprised, Doctor Oz hasn't brushed his teeth with thirty-eight, knowing he lost to this. No shit. Oh, Ken Dogg says, what a fucking embarrassment, Col- complete moronic fool, zero sympathy. Bill Gluckman is down with the bitch in the hose, and big John Fetterman's down with the disabled and the brain dead. Ralphie says, I don't cry in front of people or are at work, and I'm a flippin' girl. Oz would have been just as bad, only able to speak in complete sentences an unwritten rule to be in business attire in the house floor. Uh, no, it wasn't ac- it was actually a written rule. Kale Chuck Schumer had to to ask them to um to relax the written rule of wearing a business attire while while attending to business on the house floor. Lauren Bobart in a sports bra, I can only imagine. Fuck, C-SPAN's numbers would be huge, huge. And maybe Maybe if we're lucky, she she maybe she's feeling frisky and they start showing fucking a uh, a uh, Beetlejuice. They start showing Beetlejuice and she's moving around in that. We might see
6: vagina, vagina. I'm just saying,
5: because we want her to be comfortable, don't we? We need someone to show up with them big ass fake titties. I want you know what I see? I want to see Robert Kennedy. You know that old guy who talks like this? I want to see him show up <laughs> in a big giant foam cowboy hat. That's what I want to see. I want to see him and Chip Roy. I want to see Chip Roy with a big foam cowboy hat on. Big frilly fucking <laughs> chaps. He's got jeans on underneath because he's not from San Francisco. Big frilly chaps. Howdy, partners. Yeehaw! We're gonna have a rootin' tootin' time here in the house. Why not? Why 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 not make this a fucking cartoon? Lauren Bobart and Bikini Sanders would all splooge on the floor. I hope Bobart and AOC show up in the same hot pants and crop top and fight each other so much semen will be spilled. Break out the coleslaw! Boy, that's a main event match right there. AOC against Bobart. (whistles) Yes, vagina is back. Honey, what do you think about them refusing Secret Service uh, for uh, Robert Kennedy, but Hunter gets it? Well, President's family always gets it. Um. It's not unheard of that some candidates don't get it when they're running for for president. Usually you got to be one of the front runners because it is quite expensive to have secret service. I, I it just shows you what the Democratic Party is all about. Hey, there's Zelensky arrives at the house wearing his drab fucking green. Hey Fidel, you don't have to wear that here. Christ's sake, get some colors. Maybe throw in a pastel. How do we get the Senate to play the big John Fetterman as his walk-up music? Oh, I'm sure one of his aides listens to this show and he will be playing it. And I won't get any credit for it whatsoever. See Crenshaw show up looking like Jack Sparrow. Yeah, the pirate traitor that he is. Have the Austin senator and assless chaps. I'm envisioning someone dressed up like Turt Ferguson on SNL. So yeah, exactly. Exactly, that big foam cowboy hat. By the way, I'm, I'm looking at a video from the Senate floor. And, and, you know, I'm seeing everybody pretty much dressed up. Ain't nobody else wearing hoodies. Ain't nobody else wearing shorts. By the way, do you want to see? Do you want to see Chuck? I want to see Chuck Schumer in shorts, but I'm a sick person. Oh, man. I, I You know, and the thing that pisses me off the most is that he's out there crying about this. I mean, I ain't really crying about this. Fuck. Actu- actual tears. All right, a couple more stories here um, real quick. Uh, my question is this. Why would RFK Jr. want Secret Service to protect him, especially with his thoughts on murders of his uncle and father? Well, that's why. Theme days. Totally, it's a speedo day. He wears that I love drab green in honor his idol Hitler who wore a lot of brown. Nancy Pelosi in low-rise jeans and a tube top. Oh, God, I'm going to come. There are times like this where I wish I was in the Senate. I would dress like a clown every day. Oh, I'd show uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. Every day would be overall day for me. Overalls, no shirt, no shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll have a baseball cap on every day. Might wear my new Diamondbacks hat that has the American flag in there to show I'm patriotic. Oh, I'll be dipping in there, have big old wad of tobacco in my mouth. Two, two liter of Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to take advantage of it for shizzle. To show you, I know we talked about the migrant problem earlier, and I, this is amazing to me. This is truly amazing to me. The city of Chicago has turned into the stupidest city on the face of the earth, and that's saying something. I mean, we we we've got Baghdad to compete with. We've got you know Mogadishu. We got Stockton, California, to put up with. San Francisco. Senator St. Saint, Saint Dr. States would filibuster just to show off his T-shirt collection. You're damn right I would. On my nameplate, I'd have 4t5printing.com. Are there any rules about having alcohol on the floor, margarita Mondays? You don't think Nancy Pelosi is drinking scotch. cow. Me thinks this might be a good thing more relaxed people get. They'll eventually start telling people to fuck off and not do the political poli- uh, polite dance with each other. It might be an entertaining thing eventually. I don't know. Um, Chicago officials have signed a $30 million contract with a private security firm to relocate migrants seeking asylum from police stations and the city's two airports to winterized camps with massive tents before cold weather arrives. Is this the same city that would be willing to turn off your electricity if you can't pay the bill? But you're going to spend $30 million, I'm sorry, illegal aliens. I said migrants because I was reading. I, I apologize, Keyless Chuck. Um uh see communal tents for illegal aliens. That's what it is. They're gonna they're gonna house these people in, in warm tents. If you've never been to Chicago in the winter, neither have I, because I'm smart, but it gets fucking cold. Like the wind that blows off the Michigan, Lake Michigan, it, it fucking hey, it's cold. It, it, it's like See, everybody says Texas is a different kind of heat because we're hot and we're humid. Some places are hot and really, really humid. Texas is hot, really, really hot, and really, really humid. Chicago is, like, really, really cold and really, really cold and windy. Chirac, we support illegals over homeless and taxpayers. Well, it's being, it's true. $30 Thirty million dollars to 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 put these people up. Why is it your responsibility to put them up? Jesse Smollett knows what that's all about. Yeah, but don't wreck his sandwich. Um, I don't know because I I've never had children before, so maybe y'all can help me out. Um. Uh, when a baby is born is there is there somebody from the government that shows up right away and gives you a check and gives you f- f- make sure you have warm housing and and, and all that kind of stuff does that, that that doesn't happen for somebody who's actually born in this country to people that were also born in this country so why is the government doing this why, why are these people the government's responsibility you bet you climbed towers for 20 years here uh can't shave my mustache due to frostbite, yeah. Can anybody, can, can I, I, and I mean, I, I guess I'm looking for the most liberal ass family member here to explain this to me. Why are these people our problem? I mean, if we were to put in all the reg- regulations that are put in, these people aren't going to be able to get jobs here. We're going to end up, what, throwing them in jail? Okay. Or getting them deported because they're going to be arrested for all kinds of crimes? Because I would imagine that they're not too savvy when it comes to that. And by the way, what rights do they have here? They're not citizens of this country. They don't have what we learned in lethal weapon, what was it, two? They do not have diplomatic immunity. You're you're a border crosser that that barely escaped the razor wire. You ain't got no diplomatic immunity. You ain't got no rights here. What the fuck am I bowing down for? Can can anybody tell me yet? Because they're Democrat voters. Well, here's the deal: if the policies are put in place, those people can't vote. I'll play devil's advocate. We're better and we're richer. It's our responsibility for exploiting the world and getting prosperity out of it. White supremacy. <laughs> they have human rights. What are human rights and where are they written? And I know you're kidding, Alicia. But but that's what they would scream. They have human rights. What are human rights? Because Because real quick. No place in the Bill of Rights does it say that the government has to feed me. No place in the Bill of Rights says the government has to have give me shelter. Life, liberty, meaning freedom, meaning the government can't come and just throw me in jail. And the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is not one of those things that's guaranteed to you. I've said it a billion times, and this is why the people that put this country together were the smartest people to ever walk the face of the earth because they put in the word pursuit of happiness. Happiness is not guaranteed to you. So when you dirty fucking border crossers, and I yeah, I, I don't care if I sound like almost a fucking clan type show, I'm so sick of this shit. 2,200 people an hour are crossing, and our government isn't doing a fucking thing about it yet americans are dying of fentanyl overdoses that are coming straight from all these people crossing the border illegally that we're not doing anything about oh we try to do something about it we put up fucking rubber balls like we're on double dare oh should we slime them when they get to america oh now we got to take the balls out so i would imagine we can't slime them anymore why don't we just do this? Why don't we just welcome them to America, hand them a driver's license, have them a voting card, have, hand them an American Express black card and go, welcome to America. Do whatever you want. But Americans can't. How many stories have we done? How many stories have we done we hear about this. I, I think I just read a story. Uh, it, uh, there, there was a story here in Texas, in Dallas, uh, a few days ago. Uh, this old boy is out, outside at, at like a gas station or something, some old shitty rundown gas station. Wasn't cool like a Bucky's or nothing. And a uh, dude gets out of his car and he's got a gun and it shows him pointing at this other dude and he walks through the other side of the truck. And that's when they they pause the thing because that's when he starts shooting and they don't show shootings on live TV, which sucks, or on any TV, which sucks. But the next screen you see is Dallas police that are fucking rolling up on it. They're, like, watching this happen, right? They flip on the sirens, which I wouldn't have done. I would have just sped up and fucking ran into the guy. This is why I wouldn't be a good cop. But they, they hit the sirens, dude turned, shot at them. Ended up killing the boy, the old boy, at the gas station, and then he ran from police. And then I guess they got him right. Ready for this? That motherfucker has been deported seven times. Un, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, siete times. Seven times. And on the seventh time, he murdered. How about the story in, in what was it, San Francisco? The 19-year-old girl that was raped and killed by one of these fucking border crossers. Who had been deported four times. Four times. Mm-mm-mm. 20,000 an hour, uh, 2,200 an hour. Um, We take care of illegals better than we take care of our own, yeah. One of our good friends is an illegal, great fucking guy, but I always tell him you shouldn't be here. By the way, he's a Trump supporter. His wife's a fucking liberal. Every time she sees me talking to him, she listens intently. And and let, let me say this about a lot of these people that cross the border. And I'm going to talk about the ones from Mexico. I ain't going to talk about the ones that are fucking Syrian that want to fucking blow up all of our buildings. Yes, because I believe all Syrians want to blow up all our buildings. If anybody wants to pigeonhole me. Um, A lot of those people are, 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 are salt of the earth people. They want a better, they want to, can you blame them for wanting to leave Mexico? The bloodshed alone in Mexico, can you blame those people for wanting to leave? But the problem is you got to do it the right way. And I know they become hardworking people, and they they sell themselves short because they work for fucking dimes on the dollar because they know that's the only way that they're going to ever be able to get paid, and they do hard-ass fucking labor. That they say Americans won't do, but I I scoff at that because if we were to take care of the safety blankets like welfare and like unemployment, Americans would. uh, Some Americans would resort to crime and then we'd throw them in prison, but the others would resort to working hard. And once again, this is where the government comes in and the government that needs to do their job. They need to fucking go and make sure they find these companies that hire nothing but illegals. They need to make sure that these companies are paying a a decent salary to Americans and not trying to fucking kill them, you know, out in the fields like they're doing to the illegals because the government looks the other way on that. Oh, Americans would never do that. Yes, they would. If they didn't have a way to pay for their insert whatever here, rent, family, food, alcohol, drugs, Television. If they didn't have a way to pay for it, they're going to find a way to pay for it. Okay, so much better. Just over a half person crossing a second. Much better. Yeah. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Hell in a handbasket on a rocket ship. Fuck that, ain't no uh, illegal work harder than U.S. citizen right here. No, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now. Do you want to know why America is fucking awesome? Because we were the hardest working people. We were. I started, uh, I never watched on HBO. But I watched the first two episodes of uh, Band of Brothers last night. World War II thing. It has a guy from the show Billions I like, uh, Damian Lewis. And it's interesting to watch that show because all those guys are portraying guys that are 21, 22 years old during World War II. And I have to keep telling myself that every time I watch that show because some of them look a little older than 22 or 23. But they're portraying a role. 25 maybe the oldest do you think anybody in that age group from today's society could do what they did honestly do you really think it now now i i'm not i'm not trying to make fun of our military or things like that but i want you to think about it Those men that served in World War Two. And uh, and I gotta say that I liked I, I didn't realize the Band of Brothers was about paratroopers. And my father was a paratrooper in Korea. So it's fascinating for me to watch how they, you know, really I, I, I finally kinda I, I understood what he did by flying in behind enemy lines. Do you really think that we have enough? to 25-year-olds to keep us safe? I don't know. And the ones that are in there, hey, God bless them, but we're going to need more. Why do Mexicans want to move to the U.S. when most U.S. citizens want to retire in Mexico? Can you explain that to me? (laughs) Like I am 12, please? Um, I can, Ken Dog. Let me me explain this. People who want to retire in Mexico, I think, are dumb. Personally, that that that, it, I shouldn't say dumb because we do have an ass family member that lives in Mexico and is thriving there. But he and and I'm talking about Adam J. Adam J. knew what he was giving up. And that's the problem, Ken Dogg, is you get a lot of these people that don't realize that when they want to retire to Mexico, how much they're giving up. I learned it a long time ago. When my dad told me, and my dad would do anything to protect me. When he told me when I went to spring break in South Padre Island, he goes, I know you're going to go to Mexico. I said, well, maybe. I'm like, knowing full well I'm going to get drunk in Mexico. Duh. If you get arrested in Mexico, Arnie, don't call me. He goes, we don't have enough money to get you out. So said, don't call me. And he was dead serious. And you know what? I did get drunk in Mexico, but I behaved well. I love Latinas. They make me look tall. Time to head to the classroom. Thank you, Arnie, for the ride to work. You're welcome, my friend. Fuck yeah, 101st Screaming Eagles. It's probably the best series I've ever watched. Okay. Uh, I don't want to retire there. Today's youth that age could not possibly do it unless uh, cities collapsed and they were forced into savagery and enough got killed after trying to talk and demand their way out of jeopardy, in which case the more savage would kill them first. Back then, boys lied about their age so they could join the military, yeah? Two of ours are in, one in Qatar and one in Kentucky. Both equally dangerous places. Kentucky, my God. The Harlan area? I'm going to stay out of that area. I believe Boyd Crowder is headed back there. Triple Mamba 5.
1: Damn, damn, damn.
5: Uh, Do you have to give up your American citizenship to retire in Mexico? I don't know. I do not know. Hell, in World War II, when you were 20, you were a hardened veteran and corporal or sergeant already. Exactly. All right, last story. of This first break. I'm gonna make this one quick. No, you can have dual. Okay, Alicia knows. Brigham Young University banned same-sex relationship just three years after Utah Mormon institution dropped the policy. Now I got. I got to ask a question here. I just, I, I just got to ask a question here. Now look here, y'all. Y'all can hold it again. What the fuck gay person thinks, hey, man, it's going to be a good idea to go to BYU? First of all, what normal person that ain't a Mormon says, hey, I want to go to BYU? I want to get a name tag and ride bicycles everywhere. Now, see, I have a special affinity for the uh, Mormon church. As uh, the first, uh, the, the ex, the, the satana was a Mormon. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you. See, I, I usually don't like to mess with people in their religions because we don't know. I'm going to tell you real quick. I do know that the Mormons are not right. <laughs> okay? This would be the first time I ever said this. Um, the Mormons aren't right. They aren't all the way right. Now, they they use the regular old Bible, and then they decided to add some pages because Jesus was in America at some point. And every time I asked this question, I never got a real answer. And y'all think I'm making this shit up, but I ain't. What is the need for the special underwear? Like, like, Like Mormons wear special underwear. They call them garments. Now, in my spiritual brain, first of all, my God ain't broke. And secondly, my God, my higher power, is too busy with shit to worry about what kind of drawers y'all are wearing. Biden wanted to go to BYU until he found out it wasn't bring them Young University. (laughs) Bring them Young University. (laughs) Oh, God. So, so, so. And people are, oh, I can't believe. Really? You can't believe a religious school is saying no to the gays? Really? Really? I mean, really? And I'm not, I'm doing my best not to defend BYU here. But for fuck's sake, man, it's their school. It's named after the founder of the damn religion. And them people don't like the gay folks. They're so much more morally superior to the rest of us. Jews have undergarments too. They're designed to remind you about God. I didn't know that about you, safety guy. Thank you. Look at that. We learned something today. Now, are you talking about them Hasidic Jews? Because them people, I tell you what, with all the wool that they wear, boy, they got to have some funky daddy smell. <whistles> funky like a monkey. Gay people demand to get in to be supposed trailblazers to get history books, just like the rest of the look at me generation of self-esteem deficits. Yeah. I mean, come on! It's BYU. Let, let them have their bicycles. Let them have their really really dark bars that are fucking always busy, but you can't see anybody else inside there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh oh. By the way, by the way, huge drug problem too there in Salt Lake City. Just want to. I I just want to say, huge. But we can't talk about that. No, we can't talk about that. That's mean. All right. Phone number 775 357 fans, Radio one at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. Uh, about half the show left.
3: I'm not sorry. sorry that you never cared enough with just motion it's just time and every day we find ourselves a little further down the line I'm going to crowd Right, and I did wrong, and you did too. That's not why I'm gone. Well, it's just motion and it's just time every day. Song that you get a little sad, but we move on Soon I'll sing someone else's song My sheets are clean, my ease Here's a little something for the road Soon you'll be someone I don't know Gone to Cal
7: Sang the chorus, everybody sang along. Dan and Margarita were swaying side by side. I heard they were divorcing, but I guess they let it slide. And I wished I had some money with which to buy the round. I wished to cash my paycheck before I came to town, but I reached into my pocket, found three twenties and a ten. It feels so good, feeling good again. Stool, watching Butch and Jimmy John talking loud and playing pool, The boys from Silver City Were standing by the fire Singing like they thought They were the tabernacle choir And I wanted you to see them all I wished that you were there I looked across the room And saw you standing on the stair And when I caught your eye I Saw you break into a grin It feels so good Feeling good again I wanted you to see them all I wish that you were there I looked across the room And saw you standing on the stairs
6: But I finally read between the lines It's not what I did It's what I didn't do I didn't we Planning her nights By the TV guy She needed me with her More than I knew I was too busy working Getting ahead When I should have been home Loving her instead It's not what I did It's what I didn't I didn't tell her Each day I loved her I took it for granted Somehow she knew I did
3: state show. Hiya,
4: lame asses. Hey, we're having a nice
5: time. Call 775-357-FANS. Ah, the good Darren says the music is on fire today. Can you post a list of songs after the show? I just did. Uh, first song we played early this morning was She's a Rainbow by the Rolling Stones. My Ted Lasso song. I saw this video clip, and then I I watched some of the movie. Uh, It's a Jennifer Lawrence movie, and I don't really like her. She does get all the way naked in it. Uh, No Hard Feelings, I think, is the name of the movie. Kind of a play on the dick joke there. Um, But it's about this young guy and his girl. She's got to, like, try to bring him into manhood before he goes to college. And he's very, very shy, so she gets him out of his shell. And he goes to this fancy restaurant, and he plays the Hall & Oates song, Man Eater. And his version of it, and, and I really like his version of Manny, so I, I stole that. Uh, so we played that. Then when the show started, California by Tyler Lyle, Feeling Good Again by Robert Earl King, and What I Didn't Do by Steve Warner. Now, if we get to play more songs, I'll put those up afterwards as well. George Strait song, uh, you'll have to wait for that one. You'll figure that one out. Now, when I saw the story about I lost my fucking mind. Lost my ever-loving fucking mind. <sighs> And 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 the worst part of it is this happened in the great state of Texas. A teacher within the Hampshire fanet, and before anybody asks me, I don't know where the fuck that is. And by the way, don't care. Probably by Houston. Usually when something's bad, I usually always say, Oh, it's by Houston. I saw that movie, her nudity was very underwhelming. She's got nice ta's, but they, they had too much shadowing on the, the on the beaver. Far too much shadowing on the beaver. So this is the uh, the Hampshire Fan Independent School District. Now this is a middle school. Remember in middle school, we all had to read the fucking Diary of Anne Frank. We all had to read the Diary of the, the gal who hid out from the Nazis. Now, I got to tell you, I never read it. I think I probably cheated and, and got through it. She got killed, right? I, 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 mean, I mean, Nazis did get her. Um because I don't ever remember her being, like, you know, a big political activist until after the diary came out. You know who I, I'd like to see? I, I, I'd kind of like to see the, the same road for...
6: How dare you!
5: ...go down Anne Frank's road. But anyway, so we're all about to learn about this. this we, we all in the middle school area, we, we learned about that. We learned from the actual book that Anne Rand Frank wrote from, right? I mean... Who better to learn about Anne Frank and her diary than actually reading the diary of Anne Frank? Well, this teacher said, you know what? Actually, we have something better for the kids. So the teacher has been fired for assigning children a graphic novel adaptation of Anne Frank's diary which includes passages on female uh, genitalia. Now, now I, I I gotta say, uh, oh my God, oh God, oh no, this is this is this is fucking mind numbing. There's a picture of Anne Frank on the toilet. So it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a graphic novel, so like a comic book. Dearest Kitty, yesterday I read an article about blushing. It was as if she addressed it directly to me. During puberty, girls withdraw into themselves and begin to think about the wondrous changes taking place in their body. Whenever I have my period, I have the feeling that in spite of all the pain and discomfort, I'm carrying around a sweet secret. Um, then the last at depiction shows I had these feelings even before my period I remember particularly one time when I spent the night with Jacqueline um, Jacqueline, could we show each other our breasts? why? as a proof of our friendship, absolutely not if only she had known my terrible desire to kiss her what in the bloody hell is going on that we're dyking up Anne Frank? Why do kids need to see Anne Frank on the toilet? Puh. Isn't it enough? Isn't, it, isn't what Frank, Anne Frank did enough? I think you're talking about Helen Keller, big guy. Anne Frank was deaf, dumb, and the blind girl was the retarded. No, Helen, Ke- no, Helen Keller is the du- deaf, dumb one. Anne Frank was the girl who, who, who hid from the Nazis. Oh, Christopher. Uh, and blind girl, she was all retarded and shit till the miracle work beat some sense into her. That's not allowed, but gay sex or trans novel is perfectly fine in school. Helen Keller thought Anne Frank's diary was a terrible read and realized she was reading Anne Frank's diarrhea. Her diary is vastly edited. Most of what uh, she did in the attic was finger herself. That would suck to have to smell your own shit, but to look satisfied at the log cabin you've created. Our schools are brainwashing comedy factories, but what do I know? I'm just a stupid fucking dick. Exactly. Being Jewish isn't victim enough anymore. Got to throw in gay, trans, lesbo alphabet thing. That was in the diary also. Christopher, am I sure that Anne Frank wrote the diary? Am I sure? I'm sure. Wait until they see the Anne Frank barbecue. (laughs) Difference between Anne Frank and Santa? Santa goes down the chimney. (laughs) God. Oh, that one's rough. That one is rough. Oh, wait. Oh, there's more. There's more. Goody. But then the Nazis came along and defined us Jews as different after all. Does this veterinarian only treat Jewish animals? No, but he's treated like an animal only because he is Jewish. See, I I would expect that in the graphic novel. When the Nazis came to power, their aim was to remove the Jews from German society, even though Jews were less than 1% of the population, the Nazis believed we were the root of all evil. I understand that in there. But her wanting to, you know, get freaky with her friend Jacqueline, maybe, you know, do a little scissor mash in there. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going through the mind of a teenage girl during World War II, but I, I would imagine that touching another girl's vagina is probably not up there. Survival for being Jewish is probably number one. Anne Frank's diary was a commentary on the Holocaust. Why turn it into a snuff film? How come this gets exalted than, than Ozzy's diary of a madman? You know, it, politics, buddy. It, it's all politics. Swooshes too soon. Why you got dirty up, Anne Frank, man? You want you want to dirty up somebody? D- dirty up fucking uh, Amelia Earhart. You know, we don't know what happened to her. She's probably she probably landed her plane in Taiwan or Thailand, found a couple lady boys. She's probably running a fucking successful brothel in Thailand. And she's made so much money from it that she can hide from the rest of the world. Now, see, that's a story I could get behind. And, Frank, the graphic adaptation. By the way, has anyone been calling for the graphic adaptation? <laughs> Of Anne Frank's diary? Like, you you know, when we see like a a really, really good movie, we're like, man, we really want a part two. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of people sitting around clamoring going, man, I wish they had a graphic adaptation of this diary. I want to see Anne Frank on a toilet. Ogre says, of course, we need a graphic version because we're too fucking dumb to read. The graphic adaptation. (laughs) You know what? We should... You know what, Christopher? let's, Let's move your Helen Keller in here. Um... Let's rewrite The Miracle Worker, shall we? Oh, Helen Keller from Alabama. She was on Alabama's quarter. And the graphic... (laughs) The graphic adaptation of Helen Keller's Miracle Worker will be every page will be about one of her jokes. As Helen came downstairs one day, guided by her nurse, she could sense that her nurse started was 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 shocked and put out. When mother and father came and said, what happened? The nurse said Anne's dog committed suicide. Anne's parents said, "Why did Anne? Why, why did Helen's?" I said, "Anne, damn it, Christopher! Uh, why did Helen Keller's dog commit suicide?" And the nurse said, "You would too if your name was." Helen was playing loud one day, making barking noises, as most deaf people do. (laughs) This is chapter two. And she went outside. And as she was frolicking around the ground, she fell off a hill. But no one heard her because she had her mittens on. I could make a billion dollars off that book. That'd be on the best times. Get me a graphic fucking designer to draw up all the things. Helen, after falling off the hill, her parents were very, very angry with her. So, to punish her, they put a plunger in the toilet, they rearranged the furniture. Helen, who was not used to this, was playing one day and decided to pretend to answer a telephone. I don't know how she knows what a telephone is because she's blind and fucking deaf, but they had to rush her to the doctors because she answered the iron. I mean, chapter after chapter after chapter. Helen's family was wondering what to get Helen for her birthday. Helen's nurse said, why don't you get something in her favorite color? Helen's mother said, what's her favorite color? The nurse said, corduroy. (laughs) Give me since I'd buy that book. Has anyone ever questioned this Helen Keller narrative? I mean, if she's blind, deaf, mute, what's to say she wasn't just used by her handler? No shit. She can't tell anybody. (laughs) Helen's father and mother were sitting there one night discussing if they should let Helen in on a family secret. Helen's father said the only way that we can make sure that she keeps the secret is if she cuts off all her fingers. By the way, these are all just spinning right now in the brain. Helen's first handler was a feller in safari clothes and pit helmet and a mask named Friday. (laughs) Helen would walk around patting her belly (laughs) and do a running splash. Helen was popular at the Hollywood pass-around parties. Oh, my God. The graphic adaptation of a miracle worker. Yeah, I could sell some copies. Probably won't be read in schools though very much. Now, I I, I gotta say, what in the fuck is happening? What what what's going on here? McDonald's is getting sued. Because somebody burnt themselves with coffee. No, no need to check your calendar. It's not 1991. The first time this bullshit happened. If she had an accident and lost a ginger or part of her hand, that would mean she's speaking in lowercase. I just got a text from Joe Biden. He told me this passes the smell test. who was her favorite producer, Harvey Weinstein. One late night, Helen decided that she was had enough and she wanted to take the family car out for a ride. It was hard for Helen as she had to steer with one hand and look with the other. See, I went the clean version of that. See, we could have gone down that dirty road where she's with her friend Jacqueline, and Helen decides to start masturbating. She has to do it with two hands though, one to do it, the other to moan. A San Francisco McDonald's being accused of serving scalding cup of coffee with an improperly attached lid. (laughs) Resulting in the the scorching hot coffees splattering pl- all over Mabel Childress's body, causing severe burns. <sighs> the original lawsuit happened in uh, nineteen ninety two. I said ninety one. The plaintiff in the case was awarded three million dollars settled for about five hundred thousand dollars before the appeal process happened and that's way back in 1992 let, let, let me ask you this question I know I I know that that y'all probably drink coffee okay I don't judge you I, I don't like coffee uh the sm- it smells okay every now and then I I, I, I can't stand the taste of it I I don't like hot beverages. I I don't even like hot chocolate. To me, beverages have to be cold. That's just me, okay? Haven't we seen a giant uptick? (laughs) Uptick might be the misused word here. In coffee sales since 1992? I mean, there has been this little franchise that spouted out, named Starbucks, that started this whole coffee revolution. If she got me, she got Parkinson's. Would that be considered a stutter? Either that or a machine gun. Um. I'm betting, and, and, and come visit in January. I bet you hold that hot chocolate close. Oh, I, I'm not opposed to drink. It's not my favorite thing. I look if it's the drink and I'm outside. First of all, what the fuck am I doing outside on a cold winter day? See, I I I like four walls around me then. Um. Uh, I don't know, but I would imagine that the number one complaint that every place, whether it's McDonald's, whether it's Starbucks, whether it's, you know, Captain fucking Beans, fucking Bean Emporium, you know, the coffee smuggler, the, all oh, Pete's Coffee, Dutch Brothers, i bet you the number one complaint they get about their coffee is, it's not hot enough. I'm betting. I am betting. And then, when somebody, and and by the way, by the way, I have to give credit to Christopher. I went to McDonald's the other day. I might go to McDonald's again today. Going to see, oh, yeah, go to McDonald's, wear cargo shorts to the movie, go to McDonald's, sneak in a couple double cheeseburgers. <whistles> That's the plan, Stan. So, so the, the the trick Christopher told me was to, because uh, they stopped putting onions on my double cheeseburgers. And they don't put enough ketchup and mustard on there either. So I, I went even one further, than and Christopher, you'll be proud of me for this one. So when I got the St. Arnie burger, which is, you get two double cheeseburgers, and you combine them into a big quadruple cheeseburger. No pickles, because pickles are the devil. I order onions on the side, and when you get onions on the side, then you can put the onions on the burger as much as you want. And then when I got up to the window, because the last couple times they haven't put enough ketchup and mustard on there, I said, can I get two packets of ketchup and two packets of mustard, please? But this time they had put enough on there, but I got the packets just in case they didn't. Bam. That's what you call preparing. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So, Christopher, I give it up to you. It worked. And, yes, I am going to McDonald's today. Now I'm excited. Now I'm pumped. Sneak them bad boys in. Cargo shorts. Ooh, can't wear the new polo shorts today. Got to wear the cargo shorts to sneak the burgers in. But I can't even be confident that they're going to make a double cheeseburger right, let alone put the lid on my hot coffee right. Of course I can't. These are a bunch of 15-year-old, 16-year-old kids that think their shit don't stink because we got to pay them $20 fucking dollars an hour now. These are p. Pe- I don't know if y'all notice this. Well, let's see. Uh, you getting the brunch burger today? No, I, I can't get it today because it's already too late. I'm really interested in trying to make that 10:35 uh, deadline. See, I was going to try that maybe tomorrow, either tomorrow or Sunday. I'm so Yankee. I wear shorts and flip flops till it gets to under 20. My youngest doesn't wear jeans until he's hunting. Yeah. Oh, I wear shorts year round. And I only wear shoes if I got my cowboy boots on. That's it. Or I'm playing golf. And even then, I prefer to play golf barefoot. But I hit a lot of shots in the shit, so don't want to really walk around in the shit. We're suing McDonald's again over hot coffee. Really? Then don't, you know what? If you're so afraid of coffee, then don't fucking order coffee. This is why it's a good thing I'm not a judge because these people walk into my court. I hold that woman in contempt of court. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Ma'am, are you filing a lawsuit because the coffee was too hot? Well, yes, Your Honor, I am. Okay, I'm going to hold you in contempt until you figure out how stupid you are. This always makes me, every time I see this story, it makes me think about my dad and my grandma. The two most important people to ever be in my life. My dad and my grandma. All four foot ten of Edna. Who I, I couldn't wait to be taller than by, by like, you know, fucking fifth grade. Where I told her I could eat soup off her head. But she would always get it. She and, she and dad, could they could drink coffee any time of day. And go to sleep. And we're talking hardcore Folgers coffee. Not decaf bullshit. None of that pussy shit. Oh, I can't. Oh, wait. Hold on a second here. I didn't get your text. Where's your text? I haven't gotten a text from you. Send me the damn text, and I'll I'll, I'll write you back. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I don't see no text. Hold on a second. Let me let, let me look in the other one. Birthday show. Nope. I ain't got nothing from you. Oh, you know what it is? Hold on a second. My phone is fucking... I hate this goddamn phone. Hold on. I'm sorry, Rhino. This is my fault. I got to turn my phone off and then turn it on to where I can get any kind of fucking coverage in this shitty town of Rockwall. God damn it. Sorry about this, Rhino. I guarantee it comes through here and as soon as I turn this phone on, uh, I'll continue talking about my dad and grandma, though. My grandma would go to McDonald's and and because I wanted to go to McDonald's. Um, and she'd always get coffee. And you know McDonald's coffee is hot as shit. My grandmother always would fucking, as soon as we sat down, she'd take a big slurp off it and go, Oh my God, that is goddamn hot coffee. Jesus Christ, that, that coffee is too goddamn hot. And my dad would laugh and laugh about it. And then my dad turned into that. My dad... <laughs> No matter where we went, whether if it was IHOP, Denny's, McDonald's, he would order coffee. There we go. Now I got something. Uh, packing up to your moss. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Mr. Shiner, press heating now. Well, fuck, I'm missing two. I know. It's gonna... Fuck, give me another uh, option. Burnt orange, orange-yellow. Uh, military green. Uh, burnt orange. Burnt yellow. Sun. Or yellow or military green. Military green. Military green. Military green. Actually, uh, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Before military... Shoot. I like the b- burnt ye- Burnt yellow. I like burnt yellow. Let's go burnt yellow for the Steiner brothers. Burnt yellow. I like it. Because that's kind of like the Michigan colors, right? Because they went to Michigan. So burnt yellow. So every time my dad would get coffee, and I hate it because he did this shit to me all the time, he'd take his dirty fucking hands and stick it in my Dr. Pepper Grab some ice and put it in his coffee. Well, that coffee's too goddamn hot. I'm like, you don't get to take my ice. Order a glass of water. Well, you don't put enough ice in that. Usually the ice melts. I'm like, yeah, this is why I got ice in my soda, Dad. Because I didn't want to have your dirty fucking hands going in there. Oh, it's all those small things. I I, I swear, you know, I I think about my dad all the time. and, And a lot of times I cry when I think about him. But most of the time, I just laugh incessantly. My dad my dad was so funny. And I hope you don't mind if I go on a little dad tangent here. Because I know how much my dad loved you guys. Because you guys listened to the show. And I know that a lot of y'all love my dad, too. And that is never, ever lost on me. It's never, ever lost on me. Like I told you last week, I broke down when, when Mage sent me a story about how my dad was really nice to him at an event. My dad loved that shit. But all the small, funny shit that my dad did, I always, I, I, just, every, every time I think about it, and... and <laughs> so one time, I had to go into work. I had to go work at the radio station, and I had to take him downtown to Reno to go bet. He was playing the horses that day. And I had the car. I needed the car. We didn't have a, we didn't, we, we weren't rich. So dad and I shared a car. My mom had her own car, but dad and I shared a car. And my dad had me take him down to, uh, to Harris. And I turned, I was, I, I was on, uh, Virginia and I turned maybe on second street, wherever Harris is. And, and I pulled to the side of the road, the right side of the road, right to drop him off. So then I could just go up and and go to the radio station. And I'll never forget, my dad got out of the car. And my dad, (laughs) my dad was not the uh, most graceful guy in the world. God love him. But he got out of the car and he kind of bumped into a homeless guy. And this is before the homeless were rampant and a problem in Reno. And my dad bumps into him and I heard my dad said, oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, and the guy turned around and said something to my dad, and I heard it. And I put the car in park. And and my dad wasn't a big guy. My dad was about five ten, weighed about one hundred and seventy pounds. At that time, I was probably in some of the best shape of my life. I'm six foot one, about two fifty, and I worked out a lot. And as soon as that motherfucker said something, I'm out of the car. I'm out of the car. I am ready to beat a homeless person to death. homeless guy sees me, and he sees the look on my face, and he's like, and he just goes the other way. My dad turns around and just walks in the casino, right? Didn't say anything to me. So I pick him up a few hours later. True story. True story. I miss you, Dad, so much. Not realizing I had seen everything that went down. I pick up Dad, who, by the way, lost his ass at the track that day. (laughs) Because he was terrible at picking horses. His one key is don't ever bet on a gray horse. That's uh, the hand of God. I pick him up, and he goes, hey, 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 Arn. Boy, you missed it this morning. I said, what I miss? Uh, this, this bum. Hey, 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 he tried to attack me. And I said, hey, you want some? <laughs> I'm like, you mean when you first got out of the car? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I bumped into him. I said, sorry. And he said something to me. And I said, hey, uh, you want some? I said, Dad, I got out of the car and the guy saw me. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> oh, bullshit. But two of my favorite dad ones, and I know I've told these so many times before. Um, we used to always <laughs> I just laugh at it because it's so wrong. <laughs> this is so wrong on so many levels but this is why I love my father so much is because he did not care. My dad did not give a shit. In this politically correct world, my dad would be a fucking dinosaur. My grandmother, she would not be allowed in public. It's the same woman who would change sides of the streets if a midget was walking on her side of the street. And this happened on my birthday. On my fucking Birthday. I think that my dad's favorite restaurant ever is the International House of Pancakes. Now he did love Weber Grill. He's the guy who taught me about Weber Grill. But it seems like every time that we go out to eat, it's always IHOP. Well, you remember IHOP? Or was it was it Denny? It was Denny's. I'm sorry, it was Denny's, because IHOP didn't do this. You remember when Denny's would give you free food on your birthday? Well, of course, my father taught me the, the most genius lesson he could ever teach me. We lived in a city where there are a lot of Denny's. So on my birthday, I had about six meals that day. <laughs> Which later turned into, when someone stole a base in the World Series, you get to steal a taco. Hey, hey, it's coming up. World Series is coming up, people. The record right now, the record is 22 tacos. No, I didn't eat them all. I got 22 free tacos on free taco day. Now, I, I will I will give you the secret, and I will get back to the dad story. Here's the secret. Taco Bell, mostly employed by people who, well, they can't really get jobs in many other places, so... To say that, I'm not going to say they're dumb. I'm just going to say that they don't really have a lot of pride at work. They don't, they, 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 they're at the job for the check. And there's nothing wrong with that. So the way I got 22 tacos, and I did this when I was with a dog shit and jerk off. And it was brilliant because I'd be calling into the show, meaning I didn't have to be in the studio with those two fucktards. And uh, so we would drive to, <laughs> we'd drive to a Taco Bell, and I would go in and get the taco, and then I would say, hey, my son's in the car and he's sick. Can I get him a taco? Oh, sure thing, another taco, two tacos, right? Then what you do is you go through the drive through and you go, hey, I'm here for my free taco. You go around because you're going to see a different person. Bam, three tacos, one location. Three tacos, one location. So the record is 22, people. I'm throwing, you know what? I'm throwing the gauntlet down to you this year. I ain't got enough Taco Bells around me here. For some reason, Taco Bell, well, it's because we have good tacos. That's what it is. Holy shit, yeah, that looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's even better than the blue. Wow. Did you have to use the app to get the free taco? See, no. See, that's the bullshit now. Now that you got all these apps in play. Hell, I was thinking about ordering a pizza for the Longhorn game the other day. I don't even know. Can you order pizza from Domino's anymore? Or do you got to go to DoorDash? So I'm just going to fry up some chicken instead. Gonna use my new uh, my new Dutch oven, my new crock pot. Gonna fill that with some grease. Gonna make me some uh, some fried chicken thighs. And watch the Longhorns beat the brakes off the Baylor fags. I weigh 175, buddy. I'll take that taco challenge with you. Well, the taco challenge is you gotta get 22 tacos. You don't have to eat them all. You just gotta get 22 tacos from different Taco Bells. The last Taco Bell on that stop, by the way, the district manager, who was, by the way, a listener, shocking. He goes, he goes, I've been waiting for you. I said, well, you're the closest one to the radio station. He goes, I know. I thought you'd hit this one first. I go, oh no, this one's last. And he's laughing. He goes, how many did you get? And I, 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 I told, him, I was like, I this will be number twenty two. He goes, well done. Eat them where it doesn't count. Well, I brought them back to the studio so everybody could eat them. I'm buying. What am I buying? The gas? Because we ain't paying for none of these tacos. We got to do it when when, when it's a when a free taco. So getting back to it, the free thing, it was Denny's. And It was my birthday. <laughs> I'm kind of reluctant to tell this story, but I'm going to tell this one and one more. We get out of the car, and we're walking into Denny's. (laughs) And walking out of Denny's is a a fairly stout, I wouldn't call him a big black man, but a, a, a stout black man. And he's holding hands with a young blonde girl. And I don't know, I I don't know if it was due to my training with my father, Uh, and this is like when I'm like 14 or 15, that all of a sudden there was an alarm that went off in the back of my head like, uh uh-oh, because as soon as my dad saw it and they passed us, they were literally like two feet by us. And my dad just goes... And my dad had his right raspy voice because he had part of his voice box removed. He goes,
4: oh, for
5: Christ fucking sake. I just kept moving forward. And so did he. I, I, I always just had to make sure I had to keep him moving when he said, oh, for Christ's fucking sake. They almost forced you to use the Domino's app. They don't mail out coupons anymore. So if you don't want to get ripped off, you have to use the app. Whoa. It's fine. All right, last story. And this is the hardest story that that I tell, but it's still one of my favorite stories. It's the last time I saw my dad. Um, I had been let go from the radio station in Reno, and I was still living in Reno, trying to figure out what I was going to do. I had my eyes kind of focused on the podcasting world. I was starting to look at equipment and things like that. And this is... Literally sixteen, twenty-eight days after I I I was it was four weeks to the day that I was let go from the Reno radio station terrestrial radio, and that was like two years from the day that I was let go from the morning show. So so February middle of February to middle of March is not a good time for me. That's that I I have my gloves up my my guards are up on those. Because those are hard times of year for me. So uh my dad called me on March 14th. He goes, oh, he called me on the 12th or something. He goes, hey, uh
8: I gotta, I gotta
5: take the car into Toyota. Um, one of the airbags, I gotta replace the airbag in the passenger side. I'm on the phone with him, I go, who in the fuck is driving with you that that, that that warrants an airbag? You're the worst driver known to mankind. Oh, God damn it. Can you pick me up? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't have anything to do. I said, what time do you want me there? He goes, I'll be there at 9. Now, my father taught me always to be early. If you know me, you know that I'm an early person, early to a fault. Some people get mad that I show up early, but I'll sit in the car and wait until five minutes before and go in. I don't care. I it, it it's a big respect issue to me. So, um, I show up. I show up at about ten to nine. I park my car and I walk in because I know I'm going to meet him in the 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 area where you know you wait. And sure enough, Dad's already there. Dad got there like twenty minutes before. Now, at this time, my dad was suffering from COPD really bad. To where he had to take oxygen tanks with him. And, uh... My dad was fucking well healed. My dad was, like, the greatest fucking shootest artist in, in the Wild West because he was always armed with fucking air. I show up at Toyota... 20 minutes after my dad, and and 10 minutes before he told me to get there. And my dad has three large oxygen tanks. One's on wheels, and he's carrying the other two. Oh, wait, wait. He had two, and he had a small one in the backpack. That's what he had. He had one on the walker, on the wheels. He was carrying the other one, and then he had a backpack that was attached to his nose. I'm like, how much oxygen do you need? Well, God damn it, I didn't know how long you were going to be. I go, Dad, you told me to be here at 9. I said, what time did you get here? Oh, I got probably 8.30. I said, what time is your appointment? 9. I go, you got here at 8.30, but your appointment's at 9. Well, oh, yeah. And I've got, y- you've got like six days worth of oxygen. Well, oh, yeah. I said, all right, get in the damn car. So we get in the car, right? And he goes, ah, let's go out to breakfast. My my here's the best part. He knows that this is gonna be done in like an hour. Yet he's got seven days worth of oxygen with him. So he goes, let's go to IHOP. I said, Okay, no problem. And we went to the IHOP right in there in Reno, right right where uh right, right where uh Virginia and I believe it's Kitsky meet, right? That little that little area that, that big old fucking IHOP that's right there, and Dad brings in just the backpack unit. I go, I, I, "You sure you don't need more?" Oh, God damn it. And we sit down. And this is why I miss my dad so much, is because this is one of my last memories of him. And it was him, the most authentic him. I can ever picture. (laughs) We're sitting there, and there's a Hispanic family. There's like five people in this booth. And they are, oh, Plum, thank you. I appreciate that, Triple T, Plum, Plum, Virginia. There's this Hispanic family in there, and they are fucking just talking to each other a mile a minute, speaking Spanish. He didn't even pick up the menu yet. He just gives the biggest. Jesus Christ. Even in this country, you can't speak the language. I'm like, Dad, do we need to move? Ah, I can put up with it. Oh. I don't know why I, I don't know why I went on this tangent about him. Uh but he he just all these things. Okay, I'll give you one more. Sorry, sorry I got to give you one more. Uh maybe Jerry was thinking of the whole hours like days thing from the Bible. No shit. Um one of one of my favorite trips with dad was when he first got yeah, well, he had the COPD, and we went to the VA in Reno. And I always brag about how great the, the VA hospital in Reno is because it is fantastic. And they treated him really, really well. They actually they did a ceremony for him uh, after he passed, which I thought was really, really nice because he was a decorated veteran. But I'll never forget when he goes, hey, do you want to go with me? And I think I was in. I I think I was in town on vacation. I was like, "Well, I ain't got nothing else to do." And and I love spending. I I I feel guilty when I talk about the great relationship I had with my dad because I know a lot of people don't have great, and and I feel guilty a little bit. And then I realize, well, I have nothing to feel guilty for because, you know, I got so, along with my dad, and he got along with me. And if I got in trouble, he was dad. Um. But he was always dad. So we go to the VA. He goes, I got to meet my nutritionist. And I'm like, Dad, you're 80 years old. What do you need a nutritionist for? Well, my blood pressure. And, you know, they're telling me I can't have bologna and hot dogs anymore. And Beverly's giving me shit. And I look at him. I said, Dad, you're 80. I said dad you you should eat what you want to eat oh i i'm got'm got I've, I've got disappointment. let's go so uh so we go in and meet, we meet, and this nutritiousness is just giving us every fucking and I can just see every word going over my father's head. Right, except I, I forget what it was. It might have been calories or something. Like, he always looked at calories. He didn't look at anything else or cholesterol. or He looked at calories. My dad wasn't fat, but, you know. As a person born in another country, I find it funny as fuck that your dad said that. Also, the only reason I speak Japanese in America is to talk shit about people. See, that's that's awesome. See, that's why I want to learn sign language. Christopher says, God bless Jerry. What a legend. Triple G says, I have an Indian friend, 7-Eleven, okay, whose father forced everyone in the family to speak English in public. He was told it was rude to speak Punjab in public. Mm, okay. So we get done at the nutritionist, and Dad goes, well, we got to go shopping. <laughs> and... Uh, one of my one of my favorite childhood memories growing up was going to the grocery store with dad, because dad would let me go over the magazines, and I would just read magazines. And then when they got video games, my dad would give me like six or seven quarters, and I'd play video games. That's where I became a legend at Centipede, at the Kroger on Garland Road. Oh, I still remember it. I was a king of Centipede. A R N. It's also rude to jab poon in public. Very you know what? Hold on a second here. Ogre, ogre, you gave us one. Let's say that one again. It's also rude to jab poon in public. Bingo. So we go into the grocery store and my dad has to use one of those little fucking motorized carts. Now, I'm not the fastest walker in the world. I have I, I have a decent stride, but I I, I don't walk fast. But I it, it, it. those things are goddamn slow though. When I can outwalk a mechanical object, that mechanical object shouldn't exist. All right. So he's in this, and I'm fucking having a lag back, and he's looking. And this is one of the long. Going as a kid to the grocery store with dad was great because he knew what he was going to get for the week and he knew what he was going to make. And and he'd go down the right aisles. He didn't have to go down every single fucking aisle. You know where to go. Boom, boom, boom. Well, this was the complete opposite. This is my father going down every aisle. And I'll never, ever in my entire life forget when we stopped at the Pop-Tart aisle. Now... What makes this part of the story so funny, in my opinion, is that my dad sat in front of the Pop-Tarts. These are just regular, I, I don't know, the, the the regular company that makes Pop-Tarts, hosted I, I don't know, it's not Hostess, whoever, Kellogg's, whoever makes them. Okay? These aren't like the store brand or some crazy kind of hippie brand, some vegan brand. This is just the regular old Plain Jane fucking, you know, deals. And he's looking at them, and he's studying every box. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, okay, this is this is taking far too long. And I finally go, hey, what are you doing? Oh, fuck, what are these things called again? I said it too many times, now I forgot what it is. Pop-tarts. That's it, pop-tarts. He goes, well, I'm, I'm checking the calories. And so far, the cherry has 10 less than everything else. Now, mind you, we just got done with a nutritionist who pretty much told him to drink nothing but insure every morning, but he had to get some food in there, and he thought the best possible food to get would be pop tarts <laughs> time I go. Do you think the nutritionist would be okay with pop tart? Well, it doesn't have a lot of calories. <laughs> For the record, it doesn't matter what language you speak whenever you want. It's a free country, but still Jerry States is the man. Oh, amen. Oh, look, he was, he, every story that I have about my dad, my dad's in the wrong. <laughs> my dad is completely in the wrong in all these situations, and that's what makes it so funny. Uh, but his birthday's coming up in a few weeks and uh I talk to him every night and and I just think about these stories with him and all his his wonderful wonderful conniving ways things that he tried to do and his interesting friends he had some of the weirdest friends but man oh man it made for a great childhood so so there you go i I, I know that you guys like dad stories so I try to give you them uh, whenever they come to me. And these came to me, and I was like, you know what? That's pretty damn funny. It's weird when old people have no clue about themselves. Before my dad died, I took him down to a gun show in San Francisco, wheelchair and all. After that, I took him to a Burger King for lunch, and he comes to the bathroom, sits down, eats his chicken fries, and there's blood all over his knuckles. I'm like, what the hell happened? He calmly says, oh, I slipped in there. He never noticed the blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, the time, uh, like, 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 my dad would look like that fucking jelly donut that I always like, Because he would always get blood work done, and that would bruise the shit out of his skin. Hey, he didn't care.
2: Nah,
5: no big deal. No big deal. All right, back to the show we go. We, we, we took a detour down Jerry Straits Boulevard. It's a it's it, it's a popular destination, <laughs> and and you know this, I gotta say this this is my favorite part, and this is gonna sound real mean to me, but I've been I've been told that I'm a very mean person, and I'm okay with that. Um, my sisters don't have stories like that. I love I love having that leg up on them. My brother Tom used to have stories like that, but. Not them. Travis says, I lost my dad when I was nine, and it's coming up on the anniversary of his passing 40 years ago. I still miss him every day. Hearing your dad's stories always makes me smile and think of him. Well, good. I mean, I, I'm glad that that, that, that that works out that way. Because, man, oh, man. I know for a fact that if he was alive today, he would be on this show so often. Oh, and he would say shit that would even make me go, okay, dad. Yeah, it would not be known as the Joe Murphy word if Jerry States was still alive. That would be the Jerry States word. (laughs) Or the Edna Millican word. Because Edna threw that word around there a lot. (laughs) A lot. You know what? I'm having a good time talking about them, so I'm going to keep talking about them right now. Sorry. Uh. And and it's funny because I will defend my grandmother like they like like a pit bull. And uh one of the first times that I got to meet dad's live in girlfriend Beverly, the fucking antichrist. Ugh. Oh. They came to Sacramento and they 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 had shacked up. My dad met her at Water Aerobics. Fucking water aerobics, man. So they met there, right? And we went went out to breakfast one morning. And she's like, well, you got to tell me all about your family and all about everybody. I I, want to know everything about Jerry's mom. And I said, you want to know about grandma? Fred says almost uh, one year since my dad. I'm sure I'll be having a hard time here soon with it. You know what, Fred? You will. I'm not going to lie to you, Fred. You know I don't lie to anybody on this show. It's going to suck. but you got to think of all the good stuff. Don't think that it, Fred, your dad's still with you. Your dad your dad is still with you and your dad is very proud of you for the man that you've become and the man that you are. All y'all's dads are. And it does suck. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. I still cry. It's been seven years, sometimes I break down on this show when I talk about him because it's so hard. But we'll get through it because we owe that to him. Fred, you owe it to your dad to get through it. So she had a whap when he met her.. Blah. I remember my dad one time told me he goes, "Arn, you know I'm I, I'm with Beverly. I, I don't love her, love her. I go, dad, I don't care. Are you happy? He goes, oh, I'm happy because she's got big tits. And I go, fuck, shut up. Mister, hey, where can I get some prophylactics? So uh, we're sitting there, and I start telling stories about grandma, about how grandma taught me how to change price tags and what kind of character grandma was. And, and Beverly has this look on her face of horror. She goes, she sounds like an awful human being. And I looked at her, I go, you better watch what you say about my motherfucking grandmother. (laughs) Oh, God. So she, no, 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 Beverly was not the one who got the prophylactic action. That was pre-Beverly. Fuck. Beverly was... uh, Beverly was such an acquired taste that I never got. Since I'm going down this road, I might as well just go all the way down the road, shall I? So, needless to say, I hated Beverly. I did not like Beverly at all. Beverly was an overeducated woman that was educated in the 40s. But she let you know that she had a degree. And you know me. At least your dad sounds fun to be with. My crazy dad is so off the wall and out of left field. I always have to get ready for the next crazy thing. Last time I talked to him, he was writing a screenplay for 10 Things I Hate About You Part 2. <laughs> wow. That is fucking awesome. I almost put him in a care home after he's only 67. So, uh, so, uh, So Beverly was just... She was... She butted heads with me, it seemed like on purpose, to challenge for my dad's love and affection, which she would have never gotten over me. Now my sisters wouldn't even gotten that over me, because I was the chosen one. I mean, come on. Um. (laughs) Beverly ruined everything. Everything that we ever wanted to do, Beverly ruined. And one of my favorite weekends was my dad's 80th birthday because my now uh, deceased sisters in my brain and their husbands, who one of those is actually deceased, and I actually miss him, and I still claim him as family, Tom. They all come to Reno for dad's birthday, and I'm there. And the best – this entire weekend was so fantastic because I got to spend it with with them – uh, dad had a timeshare and we all stayed in there. Uh, my dad is a piece of shit who won't talk to me because he won't pay me for jobs I did for him. Ten grand, haven't spoke to him in two years, only seen his grandson a handful of times, and we live a mile apart. That sucks, man. Red and white, I am very sorry about that. Educated in the 40s, so she was a communist? Pretty damn close, Christopher. I'll tell you a couple Beverly stories. This first one is one of my favorites, though, so, because it involves Dad, too. And I know I've told it on the show, but it's okay. So uh, Saturday night, I, we, we we get into town Friday because I had to work all week. They had been in town for a couple days. So I get in town Friday. We all go out to dinner Friday night. Then Saturday night, Dad's going to barbecue up steaks for everybody. And at this time, Dad still could barbecue steaks and not use too much garlic salt. And he grilled up steaks for everybody. And and my dad was a big fan of Marie Callender's pies. Loved Marie Callender's pies. And on Thursday, dad and the sisters went to Marie Callender's, and they got coconut cream pie. They got chocolate cream pie. They got an apple pie. And then they got some other kind of pie. Um... And they bought these pies on Thursday. And the dinner we're having was Saturday. So, usually, when you get the pies, put them in the refrigerator, especially the cream pies. Well, so we have the dinner. And it's time for dessert. And I look. uh, When it comes to coconut cream pie, my dad and I would fucking devour that shit. So we're like, "Yeah, bring them out the pies." Beverly comes back out. She goes, "Oh my, I have left these in the pantry." The pantry at their house at, at his double wide was the hottest room in the house, meaning these pies that needed to be refrigerated had sat in the hottest room in the fucking house for two days. Two and a half days. And she started cutting pieces. I'm like, I ain't going to eat that shit. Sure enough, though, fucking dad, fork deep, boy, he is just powering that shit down. Next day, the next afternoon, I, I got to fast forward, the next because he started feeling sick the next afternoon. I was like, I wonder why. So the next day was Dad's actual birthday. and we were going out to the uh, the Atlantis for a big breakfast buffet with everybody. And my sisters decided to do this really gay thing of all of us have to wear blue jeans and white shirts for photos with Dad. Now I'm like, huh? I, I, We're taking these stupid group photos where we all look alike, which I hate. But it's for Dad. Sure enough, yes. I had found a photographer in town to use to take these pictures to make them look professional. Now, like I said, we were all staying together. So we're all getting ready together. Everybody's got white polo shirts on and blue jeans. Okay. I'm fucking wearing pants. I got sandals on, but, of course, because it's me. But I, I'm, I'm playing by the rules here. And I don't know what the funnier part of this story is. I think it's the part that I'm going to save for last. Um, but we see Beverly and Dad walk in. We're all standing there waiting for Beverly and Dad, and Beverly and Dad walk in, and I hear my, I, I hear my late- oldest sister, Mary Jo, go, Jesus fucking Christ, and and she wasn't one that used the, the F word a lot, but she didn't like Beverly, neither did I, and neither did the other dead sister, Patty, so we organized this, right, white shirts, blue jeans, white shirts, blue jeans, Beverly shows up in a taupe shirt and black pants, Dad, white shirt, blue jeans. We'll get to dad here in a second. My sisters are fucking pissed. I'm laughing because I'm like, what did you expect? What did you fucking expect? And then Beverly got mad because she wasn't in all the family photos. We're, We're like, you're not family. But the best part of the story. And this, this has to be a genetic thing. The men who have the last name of states should not be allowed to ever wear white shirts. This is why you never see me having white shirts on. You know why? Because white attracts shit. No matter what, if I have a white shirt on, and we took the pictures before we ate, and I made sure of that. I was like, no, we got to do this. But my dad, not so lucky. My dad, on the way to the casino, decided that he needed to pick his nose and, well, wouldn't you know, got a nosebleed and (laughs) and bled on his shirt. (laughs) And he had this big red fucking mark on his shirt. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, Chris says, I thought so. Back in the 40s, the educated were out proud Marxists. Nowadays, they're not communists, they're socialists. But won't explain what socialism is. Whatever you say, you don't know what you're talking about. Unless you agree with them, then you're okay. Well, see, this is where Beverly and I would get in trouble. Beverly would fucking ask me my political opinions on things. Now, I do a talk show for a living, and I have for the last 30 years, okay? I'm not afraid to give my opinions out. I give my opinions out freely on this show. But you guys listen to the show. If you guys didn't like it, you wouldn't turn in. Tune in. I'm honestly surprised Jerry didn't say, hey, R, I I need some whiteout for this shirt. My sister, uh, because, you know, she raised kids, she had one of them Tide pins, and, and, we, and we tied pinned a little bit of the blood out. Oh, to the, I, I still, to this day, I, I rarely have white shirts. I, I think I have maybe three. In my entire T-shirt collection, I think I have two. Maybe one white polo. And that's to wear under a sweater vest. Um... So Beverly would always like to get into political arguments with me. And she she stated for the record once that she likes to argue even though she might know she's wrong. She just wants to argue. Now, as someone who used to argue on the air for a living, I got paid to argue. Okay, So in my free time, I didn't really like it. Should have said he was getting some Red Wings. That would fucking kill me. So it was my winter vacation, and I was driving to Reno, and because uh, I always spent Christmas with Dad, I, I had to give Dad kind of a, a a beacon because he was stuck with Beverly's family because they would come, and they were all Neanderthals. I mean, they were just all knuckle draggers. And I didn't care for any of them either. She had one daughter that was the most uppity bitch in the world, no reason to be uppity. Lived over at Lake Ridge, thought her shit didn't stink. I'm like, yeah, it smells pretty bad, lady. So I'll never forget it was a Friday. And we were doing the morning show. And it was about 9.55. We got a two-week paid vacation starting right afterwards. So as soon as we said goodbye, we're out the fucking door. My car was packed, ready to go, because there was a storm headed, and I didn't want to get stuck in the overpass because I didn't have four-wheel drive, even though I did tell the people on the mountain that the Hyundai Genesis is all-wheel drive, which it wasn't, but I did not get stuck because I know how to drive in the ice. So we get word at about 9.53 that there was a school shooting in Sandy Hook. Now, we're seven minutes away from vacation. This is in, what, New Hampshire, Vermont, wherever Sandy Hook was, Connecticut, Connecticut. We're like, well, you know, I'm sure there'll be more details in the news. We're out of here. I get in my car, and I'm fucking going, right? Somebody texted me the story, and, and, yes, I can text and drive, too, just not in the ice. And I see the story about all the kids that are dead, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a horrible story. Turn on the radio for, like, five seconds to hear the story, and then I'm like, okay, and then I put music on, and then I fucking race to beat the storm. So I beat the storm, right? I walk into the house where I'm I'm greeted by dad, thank God, Beverly's fat daughter with her husband who was really mind-numbingly boring. And then there was the other husband that was always drunk and then the uppity daughter. And Beverly, I'm greeted by them. They've got the news on. They're watching this. And I come in, and I literally have a suitcase in my hand. And y'all know that I'm big on words. Because I talk for a living. Especially how you ask a question to me. So she looks at me. barely does. And she's disgusted. She's mad as hell. I can tell. I'm like, fuck, somebody did something here. She goes, Arnie, what do you think about the school shooting? Now... My brain went, how am I supposed to answer this? What do I think? I I think school shootings are wonderful, Beverly. I think that they should happen all the time. I mean, what do I think about the school shooting? Anything less than awful or terrible would be a, a, a direct route to hell. So I said, God, this is a terrible story. And then she looks at me and she decides that she's going to go fucking full blast. Once again, I have yet to set my suitcase down. She goes, well, then why do people need guns? I just don't understand this. And I thought to myself, am I going to get in this with him? Or am I just going to go to my room, put my suitcase down, breathe for a second, and then come back out? Well, we know I'm not quite built that way. Um, And I said, and I I was ready because, look, I fight for a living. She asked me, uh, and 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 she hated if, and she did not like Dad being religious because she was atheist. Which I, I I don't care about if you you want to be atheist, be atheist. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going. I only tell you my spirituality if you ask. I ain't going to try to convert you. Who am I? But of course, she would try to convert Dad and convert me. Um, I looked at her. I said, because it's your God given right as an American. <laughs> Well, <laughs> now it's on, <laughs> and I can kind of see my dad rubbing his brow, like "uh-oh." And uh, I said, "I said this is an awful story. I I can't wait till more details come out about it, and we can actually have a discussion about. It. Well, people just shouldn't have guns. Guns are bad. And I and and this is when." This is when I decided, well, time to fucking break some knowledge on this Brit bitch. I said, do you know who has the strictest gun laws in the nation? And she looked at me, and she, she didn't know. And I believe at the time it was one of those, it, it, I think it was my maybe Massachusetts or somebody. It, it was somebody, and there had been a mass shooting there the week before or something. And uh, I, said, I said, they, they have the, the strictest gun laws in the country. Right now, it's Illinois that has the strictest gun laws in the country, which is really stupid. Um, and I said, look at their crime rates. Their crime rates are through the roof, yet they have the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. I said, look at Arizona. Because at the time, because we had done a story recently about it, so I had the stats in my head already, because I'm kind of a savant that way. And I said, I said, look at Arizona. Arizona, they have open carry, and their, their crime rate is practically near the, the bottom. And that's when the uppity sister said something to me. And, and then they got me. Um, they got me being me. Um, she goes, ah, what about Gabby Gifford? She was just shot in Arizona. And by this time, after a two-hour drive, fighting the elements, trying to get to my house to celebrate the birth of our Savior and enjoy some time off and not argue, but the first thing that happens to me is I walk into an argument, and this broad goes, why about Gabby Gifford? She was just shot recently, and I looked at her. I said, if you want no crime, move to the damn moon. Dad's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Let's watch something else. <laughs> change the channel. And I, I, it was that moment when I knew that I would never like Beverly. I would never like Beverly because she goaded me into that. She goaded me into that. And I'll end the story with a, a story that I'm not proud of, but uh, I am part of it. Uh, last story of the day. Beverly had to go and visit her brother, who was 97 years old. 97 years old! Okay? You know what I think about people who are 97 years old? They got a limited amount of time on this earth. Okay? So she comes home. Right? I, I She goes down and sees them. She, they live in like somewhere down, like, near Modesto or somewhere like that. You know, some bullshit. And she's going to be gone all weekend, and Dad's getting old. So I was like, you know what? I'll spend the weekend with Dad, make sure he's okay. And let me tell you, we had a great weekend. We watched basketball. The NCAA tournament was on. We grilled steaks. We we had a good time. We had a great father-son weekend. And it was... uh. It was Saturday, and she decided to come home. And I was going to stay till Sunday, but I couldn't after what happened. Um, this is a hard story to tell. Um, so we're sitting there, and a big game that we were waiting on was coming up next. So my dad had waited and waited and waited to order pizza to hear from Beverly if she was going to eat or not, and Beverly did not ever reach out to dad. So dad waited a while, and he ordered pizza. And sure enough, Beverly shows up 15 minutes later, and Beverly is in a mood. Beverly is not happy. She's talking about her brother, and her brother has had bone cancer. Now, I don't know if a a, a lot of y'all know about bone cancer, but bone cancer is, from what I understand, very, very painful. And he's had it since 1975, okay? So this man's been living with bone cancer for about 25 years, and he's 97. I would think that every day after 1975, when he was diagnosed with this, would be a gift. Not to Beverly. She is distraught. Oh, he's... He's in bad shape. By the way, he lived for like two years after that, too, by the way. Fucker. So um, Beverly gets home and she's in a mood. And dad puts the TV on mute. And I turn it off. I'm like, this would be better. You better turn this off because you're going to need to listen to her. And she's fucking, oh, this, that. Oh, this is so horrible, blah, blah, blah. Fucking doorbell rings. It's the pizza. And it interrupts her. Oh, she's not happy. Get your goddamn pizza. That was what was said. Get your goddamn pizza. I told you I'd call if I was going to eat. So I'm like, okay. So I get the pizza, I put it down, and she's talking to dad, and I'm listening. And I make dad a plate. I don't ask him what he wants. I I, I give him a plate, and I have the, the napkins. He goes, hey, I need napkins. She goes, are you goddamn listening to me, or do you just want to focus on the goddamn pizza? Remember how I told you a story about the bum who bumped into my dad, and I said I would protect my dad? Well, you can't talk to my dad that, that way in front of me. So I give dad his pizza and his napkins, and I stand there. And my dad's eating it. And she is so pissed that he's eating while she's talking. She's like, look, I'll just wait until you and your goddamn son finish eating because that's more important than my dying brother. This this is all pretty much verbatim. So I said, I, I got to go in the other room. And, and And I just left the room. I didn't say anything. I just went in the other room because I didn't want to hear this anymore. Well, I didn't know that that was a faux pas. And then Beverly goes, oh, your fucking son. And she never used the F word, but she did this day. She goes, your fucking son thinks this is funny that my brother is dying. And I walked out of the room and I looked at her and said, Beverly, I'm not laughing. I just don't like the way that you're talking to my father oh, you don't like the way I'm talking your father. I said, he hasn't done anything to warrant this. He was just, he waited to order pizza and, and oh, God, of course you're going to take his side. And as I'm standing there, I didn't realize that I was like four feet away from her, three feet away from her and dad's sitting down. And she's got a cup of coffee in her hands. And all I noticed is the coffee spills on the ground due to the fact that she's thrown a right cross at me, and she hit me. She hit me in the face. Now, I didn't feel it because the woman's 90, but she hit me in the face. And as I calculate, why is the coffee on the ground? Oh, because this bitch swung on me. I look at my dad, and my dad has turned pale white. I've never seen my dad ever that color before. And I said, well, Dad, I, I, I'm going to call it today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go. Because he, he thought that I was about to put a beating on her. And truth be told, Beverly was a, a psychologist who I did actually open up to a little bit for when Satana beat me up and, and hit me, and I did not throw a punch back. And no, I'm not the person that you can punch and get away with it unless you're a female. Because I was raised the right way not to hit a female unless my life depended on it. So I go into my room and I'm I'm, I'm packing up. And I'm very pissed off, obviously. That's when you should have kicked her in the gut and nailed her with a stunner. You could have broke her jaw from just a light slap with those bear-sized hands. Oh, believe me. So... But this is, look, look I, I, I know that I'm a pretty powerful guy, but I know that my words are a little bit more meaner. And Beverly decided to cross the line. Hitting me, she crossed the line. But she starts motherfucking me. She's talking all this shit. And then she goes too far. She goes, your mother was nothing but a slut. Well, out the room I walked again. I said, "What'd you say?" She goes, "You heard me. Your mother was nothing but a slut." Now I never knew my mother, so I can't tell if that's true or not. My mother, my birth mother died when I was five months old, and she's talking about Jeannie. Well, I, I don't think she she's not. I didn't tell her enough stories about Jeannie not to 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 give that. So she's talking about my mama. She's talking about my mama. And I'm thinking, is this the time that I fucking punch her? I said, no. I said, well, at least she was only a slut, not a fucking cunt like you. And you guys know that I don't like to use the word cunt. And it came out like that. And (laughs) dad's a little bit more pale now. And she walks out. Well, the cherry on top of this story... (laughs) is that Beverly parked behind my car. And I'm leaving because I ain't staying there because I, 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 I'd probably stab her in her sleep. So I tell Dad, I said, hey, you're going to have to move her car. And Dad goes out on the porch because that's where she's at. <laughs> this is childish, Arnie. Dad goes, hey, Bev, I, I got to go move your car so Oren can leave. Oh, good, he can get out of here. Bye, good riddance. I go, fuck you, cunt. You fucking cunt. I think I called her a cunt like 10 times as I'm walking out the house, and my dad's like, stop, stop. I'm like, Dad, she hit me. I, 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 I said, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sure enough, I get home like three hours later. He calls me. Oh, Beverly wants to apologize. I go, put, put her on. Oh, she's asleep. She just wants to say, I was like, uh-huh. So, yeah. Using the C word to a C word. Oh, that's nuclear. Well done. Oh. And and, and by the way, there was no holding back there. That, and it felt so good. Oh, I hated her. I hated her so much. And I know that's probably wrong of me. But. And I, I, it wasn't because she was, like, trying to replace my mom, Jeannie. It was because she was an awful human being. That's why I hated her. So there you go. All right, that does it for us today, Ask Family. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here this week. It's Friday. We got two days off, people. So enjoy those two days. Remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there going to go out and party this weekend look if i still drank this weekend i'd be getting hammered watching texas whoop baylor's ass but i don't drink anymore so i can't do that but if i were to do it i would get myself a designated driver get an uber get a lift get home safe that's what i would do and i hope that you would do the same because i want you back here on monday uh let's see uh lucky you didn't smack a gun to her face yeah uh, if you threw a pillow on her face and punched her, you'd be punching the pillow and not her. <laughs> That's true. Ken Dog says, love you, buddy. Thank you. Safety Guy says, thank you, Arnie. Family time, way better than wrestling talk. <laughs> okay, good to know. Have an awesome weekend. Go Cowboys. Gibby says, great show as always, Arnie. Have a great weekend, family. Absolutely. I'll see you all Monday. Adios, everybody. Adios, everybody.
2: At first, she's going to come on strong. Like she'll love you all night long Like it's going out of style Then she'll leave you with a smile You're gonna give her all your heart Then she'll tear your world apart You're gonna cry A smile She'll love you all night long Like it's going out of style Then she'll leave you with a smile Oh, she's gonna love you She's gonna leave you with a smile
8: got to beat the man, pal.
2: I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever, and so is
3: The Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to The Arnie State Show at arnieradio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking! Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. I'm fine now! I am going to go get lights. Goodbye, see you tomorrow.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. He's
3: done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's
4: finished.
2: Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.